We have things sorely mistaken around here. That's not ego and arrogance. It's realism. He feels like he's entitled to more. Rory, you are in breach of your contract. And from this point forward, you are fired. And you're not welcome back. We never know. Right. Because it takes the addition of you plus technology to see the true value. Two things I've said, well, one thing I've said a bunch in this podcast is in my business travels, they have sat me across from a lot of well-educated people. And some of y'all know my history and my backstory. I dropped out in the 10th grade. It wasn't for me. My education may be limited. My knowledge is not. All you got to do is know how to spot a liar. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get rid of your Murray hats, find your splits, open up the accounting books, get your $400,000, hide your husbands, hide your wives, hide your girlfriends, because there's a whole lot of shit going on to this week, this past week. Fuck it. We back with another episode of the Government Name Podcast. Two halves to make one whole, which is a complete asshole. Yep. Your checks and balances of social commentary. Your podcaster's favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. Putting it on the air. I don't know. Fuck it. I would say a blast. It rhymes. I can't, I can't rhyme everything. You don't have to rhyme. My name is It just Co needs to make sense. Needs to make dollars. I mean, sense. You're right. Yeah. My name is Cole Jackson. My name is Shogun. What's happening? And we are your assholes for the week. <laughs> Just for the, we are. We're the assholes. Might this, as well. Fuck it. Not me. I ain't somebody, asshole. somebody got to take it. Nah, somebody got to take it. There's enough assholes out in the world. <laughs> Man, thank you for joining us for another episode of the of the Gummy Name, Gummy Podcast. Name Podcast. Checks Man. and balances of social commentary. We just gonna throw that back out there. Man, we just keep. Adding on the list. I mean, but it's a lot that needs to be said, and it's a lot. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna get about Joe Buzz and shit. It's a lot that needs to be said, and a lot that has to be said about those things. If you don't understand, then you don't understand what's really being said. If you never understood how to be in this room, then you wasn't meant to be in the room. That's all. I'm that's, that's the point. It's a that's bunch, a, of, a bunch a... of shit that doesn't make sense. But when you break it down, it's like, nigga, what are you actually saying? That's not ego and arrogance. It is. It's realism. See. Welcome back to the Government Name Podcast. Man, we're going to welcome people 50 million times. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? Why not? They all welcome in here. It's God's what? house. What? Oh. Okay, make it a God's house. Is everybody come? Everybody is created equal and everybody has a seat. All we ask for is an ear. Listen to us. That's it. And, and uh, you know, a word or two every now and again. Yeah. I guess we're just going to open it. We're going to open it up hot. Let's go. Let's go. If you have been... Watching social media, if you've been on the blogs, if you've looked at anything, mm -hmm. last week we got the death of the, well, we got the death of- Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the gas shortage. Nigga, what? <laughs> All right. Oh, nigga, I put it in, throw it in the bag. Oh, okay. <laughs> throw it in the bag. Mm -hmm. That's what I told my girl when she was trying to get some gas. I was like, oh, throw it in the bag. I mean, why not? A bag is certified. This is what we need to carry gas in. It's a great a idea. target bag. Yes. <laughs> no. It's free. You should be putting gas in a bag ever. Who says that? <laughs> Where have you ever seen that? Hmm? 
That is wrong, bro. Why is it wrong? <laughs> oh, is it wrong it when blow, I do it? It can because it will blow you the fuck up. Gas don't blow shit up. Gas ignited <laughs> will blow shit up. Oh yeah, and it's safely it's safely carried in a bag that it. You ain't never tied a plastic bag in a knot. I have. Were you able to get your contents out without tearing that bag? <laughs> Matter what store it came from, <laughs> Target bags clearly are the ones to go with. Hey, just saying, <laughs> you'll be a Target. I, I didn't see nobody in Walmart with no Walmart bags. I've been waiting gas. on the fires and the like emergencies. Like I have not. What? You act like you ain't trying to produce a podcast, but I need some new stories. <laughs> this just in: a man burned his house down. <laughs> And now for something completely different. And we start with breaking news tonight. Deputies say a woman flipped a car when fleeing from a traffic stop. It actually caught fire and she was on fire when that car burst into flames. They say it was all because, get this, she was hoarding containers of gasoline. Pickens County deputies say they saw a car with a stolen tag. They tried to stop it, but the driver just kept on going. She sped off, lost control. The car flipped immediately burst into flames. Multiple explosions happened inside and the suspect got out of that vehicle. Deputies tell us again she was on fire. They helped put those flames out and she was rushed to the hospital. Now they say she did have several containers of fuel that she admitted to deputies on scene before taking off that she had hoarded from gas stations. Uh, we do know she was identified tonight as 28 year old Jessica Dell Patterson uh, right now, of course, because she has been taken to the hospital. Charges haven't officially been filed. This is why we were uh, joking about hoarding gas earlier this week, but it's really not a joking matter whenever you're keeping it in the trunk of your car. Don't do that, folks. If you have containers of gas in your vehicle, take it out now. He had 50 bags of gas in his, in his garage. Right next to the toilet paper that he's been hoarding since the whole pandemic started. Oh, my. I think I think ever since 2020 came in, like the 2020 is like, I think every year we should just hoard something. <laughs> every year but we should why? Hoard. It just seems like a good story at the no, time. No, it's not. It's never a good idea. <laughs> just the pictures and the memes of people <laughs> putting gas in a fucking Target at, bag. At one point, it was okay. I was like, well, maybe these people are just panicking and they're trying to prepare for it. But then, you know, because there was the people with the Tupperwares. <laughs> I was like, my dude, that ain't really a lot of gas, but whatever. Then you see the people with, like, the actual jars and shit. Then you see the people with the clothes, clothes hampers, right? Where it got holes and stuff. It's like clearly right. there's no liquid going in here. You're right. just wasting gas, right? Then you see the people with the plastic bags, and you're like, all right, there's no hope for humanity. Clearly, these people don't know about about sneaker resale, because the resale, if they would have did, if they would have did it right, the resale value on that gas would have been up. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you gonna buy some gas from somebody off of eBay? Not me, but there's some fools that would do that. Niggas have bought air before, bro. Nothing is past. But that's dumb. different. That's air that came from like a sporting event. That's a completely different situation. Like you had to be there to, to experience this type of air. Don't do this. <laughs> what? Don't fucking do this. <laughs> what? Don't justify bullshit. <laughs> Don't do that. All right. Them niggas. I'm I just mean, saying it's a different type of air, my nigga. You ain't around here. You ain't never smelt this. They got purpuree in I there. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. It is what it is. Oh, you, you gonna get, fire you, me? You, you, didn't get, <laughs> you get no bag of, no. of gas? I laughed. I laughed when I saw this. I was like, okay, first of all, I'm not the type to panic. I I clearly went on a whole year run 
of talking about <laughs> reasons why we shouldn't be panicking about this damn pandemic. You the nigga that didn't get renew his his uh license plate, so we know you live dangerous. Yeah, and I'm black, and you ducked some cops. <laughs> That's great. I wasn't ducking them. That's the funny part. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> I was just driving. It was like, I ain't even. <laughs> My cousin used to say that. My cousin was like, if you just drive past fast, right past them, they ain't gonna do shit. They be like, that nigga got somewhere to go. <laughs> Clearly. He tried to be there on time. All right. Maybe they be like, all right, that nigga know it's sundown time. You getting the fuck out of here. Out of town. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let that nigga go. He got some place to go. Yeah. Serves him right. Better get out of here. Look at it. He must have seen me over here. <laughs> I ain't want to do any paperwork anyway. The police letting you go past because it's a sundown town <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> I don't... See you later. Adios, nigga. I ain't waving. What the fuck? If anything, the gun's in his hand. He ain't just going to wave at you. Goodbye. Yeah, he's got the gun, finger on the trigger. <laughs> don't look back. If you do, ha <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, my cousin was like, man, if you just fly, if you just speed right past him, they ain't going to do shit. I mean, they will. Just that was that nigga's logic, man. He was just like, oh, just follow, just see. DMX taught me most times you make it, one time you won't, <laughs> and most times I've made it. That one time is covered up though. <laughs> That's why I would have got that tag. I was like, all right, man. I can't go two years, yeah. three years. It is what it is. Oh my How was God. your week last week? Before we get into all this, I oh, man, honestly, bro, I didn't really have. Um... It was. A tumultuous week. Yeah, I, sp- I probably spent so much. I spent you was on Twitter. so much time on social media this past week because the original thing, the original shit that hit the beginning of the week was Portia, Portia from Housewives took another chick's husband and engaged that nigga. So that was like the highlight of the week. Yeah, like that was the number one thing. Until Wednesday, like hit. the Gaza Strip blowing up, you got the gas shortage, you got ah, that's that's for white Twitter. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Niggas don't care, bro. Did you see the what memes? What the fuck am I? <laughs> the memes were white people. We was just like, look at these dumbass white folks. Oh, no. Get the fuck out of here. I seen plenty <laughs> of black people doing some stupid shit. I seen a dude with Tupperware. Oh, he was black? He, yes. He had a whole set, a brand new set of Tupperware he was putting gas in. That nigga just don't like, keep that's the 25 shit. cents You don't keep the shit from the Chinese restaurants? I mean, <laughs> like, dude, why you buy a new Tupperware, bro? Where you could just have a man, you know the that bowls? gas gonna eat through that. That's styrofoam. No, they have. There are good Chinese restaurants that have plastic for their uh, their food. Okay, China Bend don't count, but all right. Why China Bend don't count? I wasn't meaning China Bend. I meant China, Panda Express. That's what I. No, nah, you go to serve Mister Chin's. Mister Chin got them. Hmm. But no, nah, I mean, yeah, of course the gas thing, man. But you know me. Those so who two. is Portia and who do she did she take? Oh, she took her best friend's husband and and got engaged. <laughs> so to last him. week was a, a whole week about betrayal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just yes. Everybody stabbing niggas in the back. Right? How you gonna take your best friend's husband? Eh, he wow. was available. <laughs> so give us the rundown on it. How does this go? Oh, I mean Portia uh, Portia Williams shows up on Instagram, says, "Yo, you know, I'm in a relationship with." He's some African. He's some rich African out of Atlanta. So you know so, those come a dime a dozen, and uh, <laughs> I mean that's where Africans migrated. Apparently, um, I mean it's a black city. <laughs> <laughs> and then we find out that it was her best friend from the show, um, and then you know it was all these pictures that popped up of her and and dude and her baby dad and you know, right. And then the like I think hours later it was like oh we're engaged, and then 
the guy's like, oh, and then she's like, I had nothing to do with their divorce because they they announced their divorce at the beginning of the month. He's getting engaged with her now. I never understand niggas that do shit like that. What? Like you just cause got more out problems? Of, <laughs> give you get just, more headaches? You just got out of a relationship. Why are you going directly into another? Because he was engagement? fucking her during her current. So you think this new engagement is gonna last? Like the dude was just cheating with you, and now you are engaged with this man who is a known cheater? Yeah, most women. A lot of women think that way. I can change him. You can't, though. And he's worth, what, $50 million? Why does that matter? Uh, you know. No, I don't. That's money, why I'm asking the question. Money, money. <laughs> this past week, it seems like money has had a lot to do with a lot of different bullshit. Like, people are saying, yo, she pulled him because he, she, clearly she only dates rich guys. Did she pull him or did he just see what was available? That's the problem. We, nobody knows. No, they we, just, they, we can look at the optics of it. Like, okay, this is your best friend. You mm-hmm. wouldn't be near this guy if she wasn't talking to him. So now that he's within your social circle, you have access to this person. Right. That's some that's some whole shit. Yeah, I never said it was right. No, I'm, I'm just saying it's whole <laughs> shit because yeah, she's going after her best she friend. She doesn't see it that way, Shogun. How can you see it she any other way? She didn't see it that way. She's uh, He was available at the time. He wasn't, though. He was at the time that they was started dating. He was he when was, Monday. He, he was <laughs> by Friday. The niggas was divorced. He was already checked out. They're trying to finalize the divorce. We're just trying to get past these things. So we, she she's engaged now, and that's what really matters. She got the ring. That doesn't fucking matter. No, it does. Put a ring on it, buddy. If you're gonna be with me, you were with him without <laughs> the ring. What am I saying? Is so confusing about this. Put a ring on it, okay? This this, this is, is what it's about. Putting the ring on it, getting something committed. He she might be pregnant too. We don't know. God damn. Yeah, she worked fast. How is this nigga so rich and he's making so many terrible decisions? Oh, gas stations, car washes, uh, things of that nature. And we trying to buy Bitcoin. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Africans know the know the hustle. Yeah. I don't know if he's Nigerian or not, but if he, he is, sound like it. Yeah, he do sound like it. Nigerians is gonna find me and whoop my ass, bro. Why not? With my ass? <laughs> I mean, they too busy scamming and hustling. They ain't got time for that. They're like, oh, he knows. And they keep on moving. When I think of Nigerians, I'm thinking of niggas pulling off a mask and be like, gotcha. Scooby-Doo? <laughs> yeah. hmm. When I think of Nigerians, I think of Jay and that PSP. <laughs> that was a lifelong lesson. It helped me that, out. Bruh, that helped me out so much. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, she ended up hustling her best friend out of her husband. And, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody's going to be happy. That's so fuck. No, it's not. <laughs> Listen to what you said. <laughs> she ended up hustling her best friend out of her husband, and everybody's going to be happy. Mm-hmm. The best friends are not happy. They can't be. That's okay. Whatever. I think I think she don't care. She's just, like, the best friend gets on Instagram and says, I'm just trying to finalize this divorce. I just want to finalize it. <laughs> let's, just get, let's just get this shit done. See, this is when humans need a, a whack. What is that? Frequently asked questions. <laughs> like you going into a situation with a woman or with a guy that's just got out of another situation. You should probably be talking to that person that they're leaving and be like, hey, why are you leaving the situation? Because it looks so positive from the outside looking in. This brings me to a question that we, we got an email. Um, did we? We did. It's just not in the email. So we got an email. <laughs> We got an email. There you go. I, I'm trying to figure out a better way to put it because the question is kind of open-ended. But how do you feel? I'm going to ask you first, and and, and we can expound it. We're going to do crowd sourcing to get a better answer for this because I don't know if I have the right answer. Mm-hmm. But 
The question is, if a man puts out, or if anybody in a relationship puts out, put out, let me define as paying for something, a favor, mm-hmm. should the other person that is receiving the, the putting out have to pay it back? So is a favor for a favor expected in a relationship situation or in a friendship situation? No. Nah. That's what I said. I mean, we're friends and we're in a relationship. So why has got to be matching? It shouldn't be a tit for tat. Yeah. We but ain't. one of my friends is actually saying that this is expected. This is what happens anytime she's dealing with people. It becomes a favor for a favor situation. So those aren't your friends. Then. That's what I was thinking too. But like it's that ain't like, your real significant other. It's been it's been <clears throat> so many people for so long that it seems to be more so of a trend, more than uh, just this is how this one person is acting. Mm. It seems like this is how the culture of dating with people or messing with people is. Whenever they give something, I got to give up something in return. Nah. I don't agree with that either. No, I mean, for what? Like, if we in a... So, if we're in a committed... So, you mean a committed relationship, no, right? Either just or. dating. Just dating. Nah. I don't think so either. If we date... Like, look, I, I'm a man that understands that I'm going to take else. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I say that, I mean, I might go on a few dates and hmm. nothing comes out of that. That's kind of an L. We but might what is be the cool. goal of the date, though? The goal of the date is to get to know each other better so we can see if we can go and get into a relationship. So, how is that an L? Point taken. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. And me being the dude, I'm just kind of like, yo, I get it. Like, we're gonna date. Well, okay. People's expectations of dating now are kind of weird because I've never done a Dutch date. What like, is Dutch? Dutch is when when you pay for your shit and she pays for her shit. Okay, I understand that. I'm an American. I don't speak Dutch. All right, I stretched. I stretched for that one. <laughs> we, need Look, to get man. You, we need to get you some wings and a and a and a red, white, and blue costume. Sounds Falcon. like it. Captain American. I Falcon. thought you were talking about some wings from Wings Plus. <laughs> Over there. No, there's a shortage. Uh, <laughs> Why did niggas hoard wings? There's a shortage. <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem is the answer, money. <laughs> like, why don't they hoard more of this stuff they ain't got much of? <laughs> I'm sorry, but all right. Um, I ain't seen niggas out there with they Tupperware or or no wings because they was rioting. Nigga. <laughs> Where's my women lemon pepper? It's been 45 days. You can only get one sauce at Chick Fil A now. Them niggas like our sauces are out, and I'm like, nigga, you can just go to Publix and get the Polynesian and the Chick Fil A shit. It's Biden, a- Biden did it. Biden and all his liberal policies. <laughs> you might as well start just keep pointing the finger at the presidents. Anyway, that's what they do. It happens with everybody. I that's why say, I say that's why I say being president is probably one of the worst jobs. I will ever. say the Middle East was peace when Trump was in the in office, and now that that nigga yeah. gone, them niggas is turning. It's up. easy when you can call your homeboys and be like, "Hey man, can y'all chill, man? Just do me this solid, bro." What you mean? Do we me got a home- solid. Do me a solid and just chill for a little bit this four years, man. They they were talking about World War Three with Trump. That was that was that was fun. That it, was that was a show. His whole presidency was him acting. My next statement will probably get this podcast canceled. <laughs> but I, I have to say, from just looking at last week's events that went on, 
the Israelis are wrong in this situation. Like they're kicking out the Palestinians who live in their <laughs> in their houses in that. Pray for them folks in Gaza. Yeah, though. please pray, pray for everybody. And the uh, Palestinians just getting kicked out of their houses. Where the fuck were we going? You where were talking we? about the lady stealing the... Oh, no. I was talking Dutch. about... And yeah. he was like, I don't speak Dutch, nigga. I'm American. But not only that, I was talking about favor for a favor. Do you feel like anytime you were putting out that you have to expect something to come back in? No. I don't think so either. I mean, for what? My expectations is different. Like, if I do something for a person, it's because I want to do that for them. Like, yeah, if it, I help somebody move, it's because I'm free that weekend and I'm, I feel like helping you move. Yeah. I'm not expecting them to pay me for that. Mm-mm. Now, wait. I do expect you to at least give me some something to eat. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's, that's now, normal. That's standard payment, bro. Like, fuck yeah. that. Give me, at least give me some food, huh? Right, 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 right. I, I, I got to have, I, I got to fuel this thing. Yeah. <laughs> fuel storage going and on. I, and I ain't got no Tupperware. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... Nah, man, I don't expect that you shit. You could if you drop a couple of them boxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the kitchen box? All right. Why should I expect anything? I'm with you on I'm that. a man. Like, I don't get, I really don't get it. I mean, I don't get things. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I get something, I'm shocked. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. It's just, it's just to me, it's just understood. Like, we're going out on a date. We're going to do these things. Mm-hmm. You may be with it. You may not be with it. You may like my personality. You may not like my personality. You may like some shit. But me expecting you to say, hey, hey. let me do this for you since you did this. Right. Eh. And I think what it is, is it's an outlier. The outlier is this person that's asking the question or the question that was brought up mm-hmm. is that their experience with everything has been that anytime they're interacting with people of the opposite sex, that expectations change. Okay, and so I I think from all the people that I've asked this question, most of them have said no. Only a few of them have said, "Yeah, I expect something in return, or that I have to do something back." Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, but I'm just curious about it. I I don't expect anything, man. You know what I'm saying? I just I don't expect nothing. I, the only thing that I really expect is you to say thank you. Like, I don't think that's asking for too much. Yeah. Because a lot of motherfuckers is ungrateful and will not say shit and just be like, oh, well, thank you. You know, fuck you, nigga. Well, last week was a bunch of uh, ungrateful stories. Wait, did you get your answer? Uh, Yeah, just my answer is I don't think you have to expect anything in return after doing something because it's a favor. You shouldn't have to do anything. It's not expected and you shouldn't expect anything. Yeah, that's how I look at it, man. I'm just not. I'm I'm really kind of just like, eh. It ain't, it ain't really a big deal. So what do you think it is? Because the person that was sending the email was saying that this is a common occurrence. Anytime that they're dealing with people that they uh, are expected to put out. I don't know. I think just kind of look at the type of people you associating yourself with or putting yourself around. Hmm. And if you if it's dating, try to date outside of your box. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Date outside of your norm. Because clearly if it's the same thing with everybody else... Then you you might your picker might be off. Picker might be off. I got you. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it like that. Does that make sense though? It does make sense. Or you can do like Portia Williams and just get somebody's husband. I just that's just shitty. Yeah, she she doesn't see anything wrong with what she did at all. Oh, because it wasn't her husband. When are y'all mad about me? See, y'all gotta mind your own business. She's engaged, not married yet, so they might not even make it to marriage status. <laughs> Why would they? I don't know. 
He's African. He does what he wants to do. That's. Um, how was your week? Uh, it was actually a pretty. Sh- I ain't gonna say shitty. Schmitty. My mom is in the hospital all last week and just juggling that regular life and um, just family drama. It makes for an interesting week. It's like the times that you expect your family to come through, and they drop the ball and. You see, like, dang, this wasn't really as thoroughly planned out as you mm-hmm. was expecting it. Then you realize, like, they humans too. We all make mistakes. But in the times of need or when your family is involved, you really just got to take a step back and reassess the situation because in these heightened, sense, in these sensitive times, it's real easy to slip outside of your character. Mm. And um, it just seems like drama happens in the worst times. Yeah. But... I think that's just really a response to people being afraid, you know, because nobody knows what's going to happen. Anytime you go into these hospitals, they saying a bunch of words that nobody understands. You're like, what? Why are you saying this to me at this point in time? Yeah. What are you actually talking yeah. about? Layman's terms. Please. Right. And, well, layman turns and feeling like you know everything and them telling you, oh, you can Google it. Like, <laughs> those are the wrong phrases to say when you're in the hospital and you're dealing with people's health. But <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, the hand. <laughs> a hand I can just do stuff. What? <laughs> to your face <laughs> I could do what to your nose I don't know Why are you looking like that you Trying to make me do something Right is, uh, it, it was cool It was uh, Different I ended up saying like No matter what happens We bless You know mm, what I mean And, mm, and mm. A lot of times When you argue with people It's easier just saying You write And letting it go And then moving forward But then it's like I've already said you're right. Stop pushing the issue. Why do you want to make this bigger than what it is? Like A lot of people want to argue just to make their points heard and make it feel like they're correct. But I'm going to tap out because I don't want to push this issue anymore because this ain't the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it just seems that family comes together and it can break apart. In the wrong time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But it, it's all good. Yeah. My mom's straight; she out of the hospital now. Yeah, no nah, man, that seems the norm for me as far as like family's concerned. So yeah. it, it is what it is, man. Like you just, I don't. I've never, I've never really understood people pushing the issue on certain situations, especially when you family. Right. Like we, we family, bro. Like <laughs> shut the fuck up and just like sometimes people really feel like because they're related to you, they can take it. Further than it needs to go, yeah, and not catch something, yeah, and and then and I don't like that. A lot of times, people don't understand that the way they're communicating can be misconstrued real easy, mm-hmm. especially when your energy is in there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a pretty laid back guy, but I can lose it. You, just as, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm joking. I know, I know, no, for real. <laughs> a lot of people say that though. Like, there's there's different sides of me. Uh, for the most part, I'm laid back. I don't really go to the extremes. But in a lot of situations, when I feel like I'm not being heard or I'm not getting my point across and I feel like there's a friction, I will escalate the situation. Mm. That's just my character. But it doesn't start from 100. Like, I usually start at 30, and then I (laughs) I get there gradually. But sometimes I can switch to 100 real quick. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's a a lot, man. You know. I just don't like the bullshit. Like, people are like, well... We exp- anyway. Yeah. All right. I got a question about you. What is huh? Like, not about you, but I got a question <laughs> for you. So it's like we family now? Or what? <laughs> nah. 
Uh, well, we are in a way, kindred spirits. Uh, next see, album, that's, that's it. Kendrick. That's the next album. Kendrick. How would you spell Kendrick though? With a, with a C. <laughs> so for Crippin Okay, all right. Wait, I like the red, red, nigga. <laughs> be like double dragon. You can wear like you can wear maroon. Nigga, that ain't red. <laughs> like, like what is this a Camry? Y'all can't give me a red car. Y'all got maroon, nigga. Fuck out of here. Come on. I want a red red car. All right. You don't eat meat. I don't. Cause that was a lifestyle change that you wanted to make, right? Mm-hmm. So I stumbled across a video last week where I found out that meat is for slaves. <laughs> <laughs> How is eating meat racist? I'll gladly tell you. Looks like we've got an oppressor on our hands. So, during slavery times, slaves did not get to eat the same things as their masters. They got the scraps that no one wanted. Chitterlings. Now, that black people have overcome slavery, they developed a rich barbecue culture <laughs> to make up for all the meat eating that they lost out on. So when you go to the store, and you buy a piece of meat as a white person, you are actively taking away a piece of meat that could be being enjoyed by a survivor of ancestral slavery. <laughs> the video clip is terrible. But the question is, how is eating meat racist? And she says, I will gladly tell you. Because during slave times, the ancestors who have survived the slavery times, are not, they, the, the slaves were not allowed to eat meat. They had to make the best dishes they could make out of the scraps that they were given, like chitterlings. <laughs> she said it that way, chitterlings. Roger Pet said it like that. I know, chitterlings. Cornbread, collard greens, chitterlings on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> but it rhymes. I understand it, chitterlings. Anyway, first question is, do you agree that African Americans have a barbecue culture <laughs> Coming from a white person, no. If they're white, no. She I got don't. a point. <laughs> Nigga, I don't care nope, what you say. Sorry. They meet all this barbecue food because they making up for all the food the slaves can eat. So <laughs> white people being aware is really fucking with me. Just just go back to just being white and doing white shit. I ain't done with that. I don't need I don't need these these This is these. actually white shit. They always butt themselves <laughs> into somebody else's issues. You know. I feel bad for you. Oh, yeah? You do? Because y'all made my situation worse. Well, I have to apologize for you, for my ancestors being your oppressors. You could just spin a wheel and it could be anybody. Indians, <laughs> Middle Easterns, Africans. Damn. That's dumb. That's very dumb and terrible. Yeah. Not fucking with do it. Do you think eating meat is racist? No. I don't either. But right. <laughs> I think eating meat is something that a lot of people need to live. Yeah, it makes them feel good, yes. happy, moving forward. Fuck that shit. That's yeah. dumb. That it, was dumb. It was very yeah. You're right. It was very white. How white? How white of her? There you go. Damn. Stop butting in. Reparations. Give my reparations, bitch. Mm, they gotta have a meeting. The congregation. <laughs> they gotta talk about it. Oh yeah, but they can pass it. Never mind. Yeah, they can. Not for your stop black Asian Asian hate. What is that? Asian hate. Uh, there's a bill passed now. Oh, really? How many Asians have been beat up? Never mind. <laughs> did you watch Boogie? <laughs> I did. And he got beat up, didn't he? 
Did he? Yeah, he got beat up in one scene. You know he did. did. You know he did. I didn't watch it, but I can. I Life can. was beating his ass down pretty bad, <laughs> but I don't think he got beat up. You sure? Did he hit I the can't. shot on Pop Smoke like I said? Did he what? Did he hit a shot on Pop Smoke like I said he would? Yeah. I figured he would. I think Pop. Man, I can't remember that movie. I think Pop. Beat that him good, him. huh? It was. It was. It was weird. Yeah, I can't did remember he, that. Did movie. he kiss the black girl? Yeah. Yeah. Told you. When it came with a shot. But she was like Pop Smoke's ex. So? Oh, okay. And that was that became a drama point. She wanted that. You Asian. didn't tell me that you was dating Pop Smoke. She wanted that oh. Asian pain bad. Not really. Oh, it was just circumstances? Yeah. It was because he could hoop. Yeah, basically. Hmm. Hooping to get you far. Does it? It got him far enough. Got J. Cole in Africa. Yeah. He got he on the he on the African basketball league. Shout out Man. to that nigga living his dream, bro. I think that's dope. All right, what you want to talk about, Nick? <laughs> I, I had no segue to get out of this. <laughs> we don't have to have a segue. I was trying to I was trying to so we're saving the JB JBP. I mean, we can get it out the way if you want to. I don't it don't matter to me. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I thought we were starting off hot. Okay. My but then you know, we can start off with the gas. We start off with the gas source. That's straight. We have things sorely mistaken around here. Unless you have been under a rock and hasn't looked at any kind of media in the past week. The JVP, the JBP Joe Button Podcast has uh, as we knew it, done. Uh they've broken up. It is no longer Joe Button, Rory, and Mal. Uh Joe got on a show behind a paywall mm-hmm. and fired Rory and kind of talked bad about Mal. We have things sorely mistaken around here. And uh, that's not ego and arrogance. It's realism. <laughs> it kind of... He feels like he's entitled to more. <laughs> Rory, <laughs> you are in breach of your contract and from this point forward, you are fired. Mm. And you're not welcome back. Damn. I think the worst part is you're not welcome back. <laughs> like, nigga, where are we? Park's house? Nigga. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, that happened. Um, we got Rory and Mal kind of going on Twitter, just thanking the fans and, and saying we'll we'll have a rebuttal. Um Joe did his Saturday show. He did a whole, uh, half of the show was about music. The other half was more his Therapist. therapy session. And then we got Roy and Mal with um, the response. And it just took up the week. And to me, that kind of shows how big that show with that, with those three was. Now, I am a late adapter to J Joe Budden podcast. Mm-hmm. Um I know you have been there since day one. Day one. Yep. This is new. This is used this I'm used to this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was there when Marissa was on the show. Mm-hmm. She got fired just like Rory did. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. You played that episode with me. You said like, you need to listen to this Joe Budden podcast. I was like, Joe Budden nigga. Yeah, why didn't you want to listen to Joe Budden? Um Knowing a little bit about his career, like mm-hmm. I was a fan too. Um, I thought he was a dope ass rapper, but I know I'm so I was so I'm still I still am. 
the behind the scenes of like industry stuff, mm-hmm. I stopped being a fan because I looked at him killing his own career. I was like, bro, like you literally are like dope as fuck, and you sat up here and you're blaming the label for a lot of things, which the the label did a lot of things to him. But I'm like, bro, like you didn't take responsibility for your drug problem, mm-hmm. and you didn't take responsibility for your your bullshit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of turned me. Side with the Joe Budden. Oh, why was that? Because whenever you would hear him say it and look at the actual <laughs> facts, they didn't line up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I just looked and I thought, I was like, I don't want to listen to this dude because I was sitting up here like, yo, bro, like you could literally be putting out more music or doing dope ass shit. Mm-hmm. And um, it just kind of soured me away just knowing the type of, and again, Joe has, has been fucked over by the label, but nigga, talk to Mace. You know what I'm saying? Like, talk to the, those 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 rappers from that era. A lot of niggas was getting fucked over by the labels. He feels like he's entitled to more. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. So it kind of, I just got soured on Joe after. Yeah. He's a tough pill to swallow. Well, like I said, man, being a fan and then him not owning up to being like, well, you know, I did kind of like do these drugs and kind of yeah. fucked up a lot of shit. You know what I'm that, saying? You fucked up a lot of money that that you could have. Easily, at the time when he was a rapper, Def Jam was still big, still had a lot of people on that label, mm-hmm. and he could have been one of the bigger acts that came out. But you know, he didn't like his deal and a lot of other things. So right, 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 right. And then you know, it just took me a while, man, because it. Just, and then he was on Love and Hip Hop, and I was like, this nigga, what are you you wilding, nigga? Mm-hmm. So. That was it, but well, eventually, I, I eventually I came, yeah, came to the table. So, how do you feel about him firing his co-host? I think that was one of the worst things you could have did on the podcast. Like, that was that was fucked up, man. That's a fucked up situation. Why do you say that? I just you don't do people who you call your friends like that. That's how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just look at it like, yo, man, like. As long as I've been listening to the podcast, it has, to me, came across as you and Roy being, like, cool. You know what I'm saying? Y'all being cool, niggas. I mean, y'all being cool. friends. You know what I'm they saying? cool, yeah. So I was like, why would you do somebody like that? You feel like you're entitled to a certain level of respect from your friends that you're cool with? Yeah, but my friends feel the, should feel the same way. Yeah, that's we should respect what, each other. It's a mutual thing, right? Yeah, and ain't no favor for kind of going back to that favor for a favor I, thing. I tie everything in. Um, <laughs> so that looks a kind of way to you, right? It's a little odd that your friend would get rid of a friendship. I thought that was just fucked up to even just do that. Like certain mm-hmm. shit, man, you can handle behind, you know, off mic. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You should have handled that off mic. But his friend was challenging him to a fist fight. That's a little dangerous, right? Them niggas weren't going to fight, though. Exactly. I mean, there's a whole compilation videos of <laughs> every time Joe Budden stands up where he's ready to fight Maul. Right. Niggas never fought. Why is this time different? I don't know. It's a little weird, huh? I, I, this whole situation is is just crazy. Why? They're telling us. They're giving us episodes of transparency. They're actually talking about what is going on. Your serious face about through this is hilarious. Yeah, transparency. Right. Right. I just feel bad because 
they are a blueprint for a lot of these celebrity-led podcasts now. You know what I'm saying? Like, they opened up a lot of doors for a lot of... You don't like that? Or you don't think so? I don't really know if they opened a lot of doors. It just became extremely easy to do podcasts. Everybody's got a podcast. Podcasting boom maybe four years ago. Mm. And now it's just like hitting critical mass where everybody's got a podcast. Yeah, thanks pandemic. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't like, oh, Joe Budden's doing it. I can do it too. They just saw that a lot of interest was in there. You got uh, Joe Rogan. He he was number one for a while. Everybody was like, uh, this is a lucrative path where I can use my life expertise to try to get money from talking on a microphone. Yeah, but like that's the problem. I think people think that they can use their the life expertise and it ain't it don't a lot of that shit don't transfer over to your podcast. You mean you don't want to listen to the podcast about the lady grooming puppies? Like the veterinarian's podcast? <laughs> I think here recently actually um Kevin Hart with his podcast. I didn't even know he had a podcast. Right. But he has one. And fuck's his podcast called? A heart condition or some shit like that? Or it's coming something. Kinda crazy. on the nose, huh? Well, you know. That's coming from a comedian. He made uh wow. he made a he was talking kind of slick about the Joe Button situation too. And I'm like, nigga. Slick? Hmm? I seen somebody else say that he was an asshole for what he said, but I listened to it. Well, maybe I listened to the clip. Mm. I don't think he was saying anything slick. He was just, he was critiquing the situation. He was like, Joe has talked bad about me my whole entire career, mm. the time that he's been on this podcast. And now in this situation, I think this is a bad ideal for him. Same thing that you just said. Mm-hmm. But I didn't hear anything slick coming out of it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just don't like Kevin well, Hart. <laughs> what was slick about it? Um, he, I mean, he basically was calling him, he, when you open up this, you're saying with this nigga has been a hater of mine for a long time and he's talked all this shit about me. I'm like, all right, bro. Like everybody hate on you. But that, it's not really slick though. But I'm saying like, so we're doing a, a tit for tat thing now. Is is that what it is? You're going to wait till the nigga down and then kind of just say something about the whole situation or you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like you just coming at him because right now they're down. That's why, how I, I took it. I know. But why are we talking about him? Why are we talking about Joe Bud? Mm-hmm. Because we're in the same space. I think it's an important situation from the, from the standpoint of, I looked at that podcast as something that was very important to culture. Me. Mm-hmm. That was my viewpoint of it. I think that podcast did a lot for a, a lot of a lot of podcasts. You know, a lot just a lot of with podcasting in general. This is not. I don't know. People really look at podcasting as easy. I don't think it's easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I it think, has the potential to be easy. You can make it more difficult. It depends on what type of podcast you're trying to do. Right. If you're doing like a research and you know expounding on several topics then that can become a very difficult podcast. Mm-hmm. But if you're just talking to shit and giving your opinion, I mean, that's that's pretty simple. Yeah, but does it work? Not for everybody. But nothing works 100% of the time for anybody. Mm-hmm. So this, this is what I'm, I'm trying to get to. If we can talk about it on our podcast, why can't Kevin Hart talk about it on his podcast? I never said that. But you said it came out a little slick, and it seems like he's only talking about it now because they're down over there. Yeah, that's the way you see it. 
that's how from my viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Not to say that's right or wrong. No, I'm just I'm just getting more clarification mm-hmm. on your opinion about right, it. Right, right, okay. right. I just felt like yo man, like, and for me, he said he's a fan of the podcast, but he really didn't even. To know how to say Miles? I mean, maybe none of us know how to say Miles. I mean, Miles, it's spelled M A L and it's pronounced Mall. Mall, Mal. Gotcha. Mall, you know, it's, it's, right. it's, come on, man. Like, what's the spelling? <laughs> Phonetically speaking, it's Mal. I can't read. So, you know, it yeah. would, I don't know, man. Well, no, I do know. I just look, I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan anyway. All so right. maybe I'm a little biased because I don't really think Kevin Hart is. That guy for me. It's a lot of people who are biased about the situation. And I'm going to go ahead and step out on the ledge. I am a Joe Button rapper fan. I am a Joe Button podcast fan. But this is some bullshit. I am happy that this is happening. His podcast has been going downhill for a very long time. And as a podcaster, I'm happy when the big fish is down. Because that opens a wave or a gate for other podcasters fit into that space. He is not the standard. He's not the gold standard of what a podcast should be and what we should strive to be. His business practice are fucking terrible. <laughs> he is an asshole. Somebody kid. that talks to people the way that he talks and can flip on a dime like that is a piece of shit. Mm. Now, I see a lot of myself in Joe Budden because I'm one of those blunt people who just speak my mind but i tend to hold my tongue at certain times i don't want to just create enemies but this is the average joe every situation you've seen joe button get in ends in the same situation can i say something no he continues to be successful though fuck that people love seeing the train wreck damn i was gonna say the same shit that's all this shit is we want to see, it's fun, it's cool to hear him critique and go crazy and rant about Drake's album. Nigga, it's Drake. We all feel the same way. It's still good music. And then he comes back and apologize about it. He did that with the Drake situation. He did that with, with the firing Roy. The next episode, he's like, I apologize. Nigga, no, you don't. If you apologize for what you did, you would actually tell the truth about what's actually going on. Mm. From my perspective, them niggas situations change Mm -hmm. they became they 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 went into the situation as friends doing a podcast the podcast became successful then it became a business once the money came in the friendship left and when when the money was there and it was good everybody was happy Mm -hmm. when the money left people started asking questions and rightfully so the way we do our podcast is a partnership i understand my value you understand your value the value of Rory and Maul was diminished the moment they left. You know what I mean? Talking about when they uh, took the time off? They went to strike. But Joe, from his point of view, from what I'm gathering, he's been saying that these guys hadn't been prepared. They ain't been listening. They ain't been showing the enthusiasm. But from their point of view, they're like, Joe, why would we when you fucking us over? Mm. And so as a podcaster, I'm like, yeah, my heart wouldn't be into something either if I wasn't being treated fairly. And they have every right to ask questions, especially from the guy who's been ranting and raving for over three years talking about ownership. Yeah. Talking about creators need to be able to be in control of their own destiny, knowing the splits. 
Yeah, he got mad at them for what he had asked for from Complex and from Spotify. That's what I'm saying. Numbers. You literally were asking for numbers. They asked, you asked those big time. I didn't mean to cut you no, off because you, you was you was cooking, but you were you you literally have said in podcasts several times. I asked Complex for numbers. They couldn't give it to me. I wasn't rocking with that. Right. I asked Spotify for numbers. I needed stats. Y'all niggas are telling me these things. Y'all wouldn't give them to me or y'all took y'all time or y'all wouldn't give me the correct ones. I got mad at that. I didn't want to fuck with it. So Rory and Ma was like. We're doing the same thing. We need numbers. We just want to know numbers. I need to know numbers. And guess what he did? He got mad (laughs) and he stopped fucking with him on the same shit that he was on. The funny thing about the Complex situation was Complex snuck in an extra episode and was trying to make money off of like the revenue and the, the stuff that they were making, they were mm-hmm. wearing on the show. They was like getting advertisement deals for their wardrobe. And Joe had a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so, because you're changing the conditions of the contract. Mm-hmm. When you have a contract, you have to honor it. This has been a point of contention for Joe his whole entire year. He's still up under the Shady Records label with Slaughterhouse for one more album, but they can't do it because he's not honoring his side of the contract. Mm -hmm. That's bad business. When you have a contract, you have to honor that contract. No matter how you feel about it, you sign that fucking paper. Mm -hmm. He ain't doing his side of the situation, so everybody's upset. What I don't understand is why not... Well, before we got to Saturday where Rory and Ma released their video... It seemed like the fans were pretty evenly split. Yeah. Everybody was like, Joe, come on, man. You kind of messed up. But Rory and Maul, you know, we really don't rock with them. We we kind of happy they out of here because Ice and Ish is already better than them. Mm-hmm. So the fans were siding mostly with Joe. After Saturday, and then we got a little bit more clarity. And the fans are now like, yo, Joe, you fucking up. So how do you feel about the situation? Do you think... First of all, do you think Joe's telling the truth about from his vantage point that they're now employees to his Joe Button network? Honestly, I, I, I don't know what to think mm. because it's so much from each side. Mm. But it's kind of hard for me, like watching Rory and Miles, like watching their whole, it was like, we're just going to take an hour, mm-hmm. hour, eight minutes, and we're going to just get to the business part mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And it just, to me, there's there's the different statements like $400,000 mistake. <laughs> Get your calculators. You know what I'm saying? Um um you guys you guys aren't pro- you know um profit sh- profit profit sh- was it profit, profit sharing, sharing contracts percentage 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 sharing contracts mm-hmm. and stuff like it's just these these different things. To, honestly, man, I don't know. Rory and Mile do seem a little bit more to me. They seem a little bit more credible with you some can, of the things that they're saying. Um, I, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. Joe is lying, and he is a liar. <laughs> he is a proven liar. You've seen the situation with Tahiri. You've seen it with Sin Santana. You've seen it with Slaughterhouse. Mm. You've seen it with Eminem. You've seen it with uh, the Complex situation. You've seen it with with uh, now the Joe Button podcast. Every situation he gets in, there's a bunch of turmoil. There's a bunch of he said, she mm-hmm. said. But at the end of the day, it always seems like it's some shady business going on. Mm-hmm. But he don't play lawyer games. What the fuck? You talking about <laughs> suing your friends? He don't play lawyer games. I don't yeah, play I, lawyer games. Whatever. So 
And the thing is, is the one takeaway that I'm coming with is he keeps saying they called me a thief. And I'm like, no, they kind of just asked you for numbers. He took them asking him for numbers, again, same mm-hmm. thing that he has been asking for from right. these big companies, right. as them calling him a thief. So I'm like, how do you get that? And then, let me ask you a question. And maybe I'm tripping. Remember when we worked for GameStop? Mm-hmm. Didn't we used to get quarterly? Yes. Okay, so I'm not tripping in. Now, we like, saw the numbers hey. from the previous year, so we have a goal for the next year. We saw targets. We had a budget. These so, are, this okay. is business practice. This so, is normal shit. I, I was tripped because I thought I was tripping. Like, didn't the games not used to give us like quarterly numbers well, to know, let us know? Yeah. I mean, we and we were just managers. Like, right. we were we were low level managers. I mean, we, we weren't the lowest, but you know, I mean, we were low level managers though on the, yeah, on the I, manager I, part honestly, of it. Yeah. I still had manager by my name. I did not too. Assistant. I was the. <laughs> anyway, I wasn't assistant pimp. I was pimping. I was pimping, 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 and it was pimping me. But the so, whole time, man, what? Get out there, and get them GPGs. My ass still hurt. Mine, mine is healed. My pride ain't though. <laughs> so this situation, if you look at it, so they percentage partners. What that means is, uh, uh, overall percentage of the business. Well, they get a percentage of the profit from the business. Let me stop you. Mm-hmm. So Joe had a live this morning around about eight or nine this morning, which I got on. Yeah. Now he said, oh, they get a percentage from what my net is, me, mm-hmm. from what, what not the business, but what my net is. That's what he Isn't said. Isn't he the business? It's the Joe Who Button knows? Network. So what it sounds like is going on is he doesn't want to show them the numbers because they might be making more money, and the money that they're making, he's not giving them the, the, their, the correct splits because he's using that money to fund the rest of the Joe Button Network which would be completely understandable if he was just fair and honest mm-hmm. with everybody. Mom brought up a point where no matter how many uh, tickets they would sell, they their the payout same. was the same no matter how many people was in there. That is a red flag no matter what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And if anybody can flip on their friends like Joe has done and fire them, then it, it shows me that you're not a loyal person, period. Mm-hmm. This is the same issue he had with Crooked Eye from Slaughterhouse, the same issues he's had with Royce. Joel, I mean, that whole situation is showing us that this is what's going on. Marissa said the same thing when she got let go. It's like Joe fabricates and lie a lot. You can't trust the stuff that he's saying. You sound like you're about to say something. No, I mean, he painted that as like, oh, she just fell in love. I mean, <laughs> she fell in love and I just had to let her go. I yeah, was like, oh, sure. okay. okay. I think the only person that. I hate to say it because I don't like him as a person, but he was right. Charlemagne called this shit years ago. Mm. You know, I, I I still think it should be our name this podcast later. I don't know why y'all let him change it to the Joe Budden podcast. Just, just you know, but this guy's volunteering more saying. of his fucking thoughts. I, know, I thought right? y'all was a group. <laughs> <laughs> I thought y'all was a group. Your little academic tactic won't work here. But I'm just saying, like, imagine if Destiny's Child came back together. It can't be called the Beyonce Listen, album. He's trying to divide and conquer the same way he did by getting an act on his podcast. We're gonna about talk. Us. I can't wait I know, to talk about. I I'm on, I'm on I can't ask me my opinion on it, and I say, look, I like everyday struggle. I hope Joe Budden doesn't fuck it up the way he fucks up a lot of things I fuck that, that he's involved in. Joe that's definitely. True. I, I agree, I agree that's with true. that part. That's, that's true. That part I agree I'm with. like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm actually rooting. I'm like, yo, Joe, 
Don't self-destruct this time. What do you, you think know? we saying behind the scenes? Okay. <laughs> I, Andrew got two months. I got, I'm giving you six months, Joe. And it's not even really Y'all have fairly misjudged the market. Charlamagne knows good and goddamn well. That complex is not letting go of Joe Button yeah, but in Joe, the but next two to six months. Like I said on Let's the podcast, be very clear. <laughs> Joe will go in there. I said Joe get t- Joe. Joe's got ADD. He'll get tired of it. Uh, he'll get tired of dealing with academics. He'll get tired of being in that building. He'll walk away from the timing it. of that. Well, I'd like to know, and I think I also speak for Mo. Uh, why are we salty? Mm. Why are y'all get, salty? If I remember correctly, oh, on the last, oh, oh, oh. Well, listen, uh, you I would brought be, up some I, tweets, yes, some I would, things I said on the podcast. I, Apparently, I am yes. salty at DJ Academics. Mm. You got a little hate towards academics, Rory. Uh, why? Because I think you know that he's going to take your spot eventually. Joe's got to do his best for his brand. <laughs> Wait, you think, already, listen, you think <laughs> Joe's got to do his me, best for his brand? And I'm going to do a lot of things. Oh my God. This is just my assessment, right? I love this. I don't know how close you and Joe are. And to me, it seems like Joe and Mal have been knowing each other for a long time. Mm. I feel like Joe is loyal to his friends. Okay, so the guys Joe and I he meets through friends. the industry, y'all kind of disposable. I don't know. I'm just that's I'm, how I I'm see just it. in awe. Of, this guy's good. Am I he wrong? Is. He is. I'd rather him replace me if I was whack on this podcast or people didn't want me. Well, that's coming. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's right about um, that. I'm not joking. Yeah, there's a bunch of clips like that. Mm. Um, yeah, that that made the rounds on on Twitter. Yeah, heavy. I mean, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Joseph's a piece of shit. No matter how entertaining he is. He's a piece of shit. Let me ask you a question. Does this turn you away from listening to it now? Yeah, I'm I've been off that dude. I don't I listen to the show, but I halfway here. It's not interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. I like Ice and Ish because they're new blood and they're new entertainment. Mm-hmm. But they're in it, the chemistry is the main thing between those guys. It's not there with Ice and Ish. Now mm-hmm. the joke structure is still there. It's gonna be funny because they rag on each other throughout the topics, but it's just not the same show. Mm. It's an entertaining podcast, but I could take it or leave it. You know what I mean? And, and I'm, like I said earlier, I'm happy that this turmoil is going on because it's time to shake it up. It's time for somebody else to be count, crowned king. Mm. You know, moving on. Yeah. No, I, my biggest thing was really a lot of industry talk stuff. Like, like. But it's all I lies, though. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like when he has somebody like Steve Stout on there or like the Jim Jones or the Pusha T episode or like those episodes. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy because I like that kind of conversation when it comes to talking about the music industry or like what's going on with like independence, like the whole little Yachty. Um, now, that was um, from Everyday Struggle. Yeah, that was Everyday Struggle. But still, it was it was a good <laughs> on that when he got mad at little Yachty because he didn't know. Little Yachty didn't know if he was on a 360 deal or not. Mm. He didn't know his contract. The same (laughs) shit, the same type of questions that Rory and Maul are asking. It's like, look, how are our splits broke down? Where are the actual number? Like, if I'm on a percentage-based profit, I need to know the overall profit to check to make sure that my percentage of this is accurate. Mm -hmm. If you're just giving us numbers and putting it on an Express sheet and telling me this is the numbers... That's not legit. Mm-hmm. You can put any numbers on it to balance it out. And the fact that they found a $400,000 deficit, mistake, yeah. mistake, quote unquote, that's an issue. Anybody who finds that much, like, nigga, the, the, I, I'm, I don't know for sure, but I'm sure the IRS would audit you if you turn in some taxes and you had a $400,000 issue on mm-hmm. that mistake. Let me ask you a question. The way he painted Roy and Mal, like, for me... 
Because you watch the, the Roy Mal. He's lying. Uh, no, no, no. When the way he painted them, like he was talking about, yeah, like Mal was living with me and, 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 you know, this nigga hiding detergent, you know what I'm my saying? Nigga, and if I, I bought like, detergent and I put it in my fucking room. It's my fucking detergent because I bought it. You're fucking Joe Button, a world known rapper. If you can't afford detergent, nigga, we all struggling. I just fuck uh, out my room, nigga. I just thought that um I think it hit miles different because he was like, You pay me like you found me on the street. That's his homie. Right. Like like if you talking about your friends like that. Exactly. That's fucked up. And if anybody can, can turn on a friends like this, it don't need to be trusted. Yeah, but like this morning he was like, "Those are my brothers." Fuck and, that, you know. Pay me. Where was, my money at? If I'm hurt. your brother, give me he my. Was, he give was, me what I'm, I owe. I was hurt, and I was speaking from pain. And nigga, you record the podcast and released it. You had am, ample time to edit this shit. Or say I'm not even gonna put it out there. Or you could all that. You could have. You really could have just like checked yourself. For no, he's just using this as clout. Oh yeah, most definitely. Fuck out of here. He's, Joe is a he piece was of he shit. was trending number one and it's funny too because he never he stopped going live but once the rebuttal kind of started coming out there he went live and you're like oh you guys don't oh I'm not getting the respect that I deserve here and you guys are just gonna come at me and you guys are dude you guys are internet lawyers and I'm leaving and then he did another live this morning same thing but now he's he's talking now he's like well let's let's bust let's do let's do the bust down which he's done before he was like get take a million dollars and let's do the bust down and i was like yo you've done this on the pod before bro. what is like, the point of doing that well he wants people to know that a million dollars is not a million dollars i you're understand dealing with a that, business. the issue is your friends your business partners the guys who helped you create the joe button podcast to the success that it is he don't think of asking, it that way either i understand but they're asking you legitimate questions about what is going on with the money that they're getting. I don't care if I'm paid handsomely. I'm, I'm getting a nice value sum. Right. That's great. What are the actual numbers? The same shit you've been asking and ramping and raving about this whole time, mm -hmm. I'm asking you, and you can't give me a straight answer? Something's wrong here. Mm -hmm. Something is clearly wrong. Mm -hmm. What are you fucking hiding? What is the issue? And why can I not know? Mm. See, this is the problem. The dynamics of the friendship change. Joe thinks they're employees when they're actually partners. But the way Joe is going about this is acting like they're employees. Mm -hmm. Now, they are partners on the podcast. Up under the Joe Button Network, they could be employees because they're hired by that, that the podcast is on that network. Mm -hmm. But that would be something else in their contracts. But if you're not going through what's actually signed for in the contract and you're not honoring those, then we got a problem here. Yeah, you've always been real big on honoring contracts. You get well. No, I'm not saying so, that's a bad no, thing. I, 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 I respect I that. I know. That's I what, respect that. Inside baseball, when we were forming this podcast, that was something that I argued for from the jump. I was mm -hmm. like, "Look, we got to have full creative freedom," and it sounds crazy. <laughs> I just got the joke. Inside baseball, I was like, "Yeah, I just got it." <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it's like you don't want creativity to sti be stifled by the business, mm -hmm. and the business is. Well, when people ask me, I can only speak on my side of things. When people ask me, what is BYNK? I say that it's Cole's thing, which it 100% is. Mm -hmm. And I don't try to step in and interact or control or tell you what to do and what not to do. But when people ask about government name, I say that's ours. Mm -hmm. we, we, it's a partnership no matter what. 
uh, I know my value and you know your value. And like you said before, this podcast wouldn't be the same if one of these pieces was not involved. Yeah. Well, going inside baseball. Yeah. We had, we had this conversation, um, a week week ago. ago. (laughs) And I told, I told, I told our, um, our content creator, uh, guidance, content creator dude. I was like, titles, (laughs) the other guy. And I told him, I was, I was like, yo, I was like, if, if Shogun de- decides to leave, then there's no more governor. Right. It can never, and, and, and I under, the reason why I say that is because this is government name. Right. This is what we literally made the same fucking statement. We built this shit from the fucking ground up mm-hmm. and no one can be you. I, we cannot. There's the chemistry. The, the first thing everybody says about this podcast, man, y'all chemistry, chemistry is unbelievable. Right? Like, nigga, we've been it's <laughs> nigga, genuine. We've been being, we've been making Mike and Pippin for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a good Mike. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> hey, Pippen was defensive player of the year a couple times, my nigga. So I, I ain't mad. I'm just joking. You know what I'm saying? I think. I think what I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I think what a lot of this is is ego. And between the two of us, I have a much larger ego than you, but I think I keep my ego in check for the most part. Mm. And I do a lot of soul searching because when I get out of pocket or when I get out of line, I come to you and I try to, if there is a riff, we come to each other directly, mm. you know? And, and You yeah. more than me. Yeah. Because you just, I think you, you know more or you understand it more. I understand that I could be wrong and I'm not wrong. I'm not mad about being wrong. Mm-hmm. And I can accept that. A lot of people can't. Joe seems to be one of those people who doesn't want to be wrong at all in any time. Yeah. And so if I say something that's wrong or if I'm out of line, I want people to let me know so I can do better. That's not a, a, an issue, but you got to be open to hear that. Mm-hmm. Like, I like criticism. I also, like I said, I don't know if I said it while we were recording, I don't usually start out at 100 Mm-hmm. I get to that you said, point. And you I, said you started about residential area, yeah. like 30. I dropped about 30. And, and then I, I build up to that. Right. But it seems like Joe always goes to 100 no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's a tale in my book because it seems like you caught. He's always bringing up the, the statement talking about if my girl wants to go through my phone, then you can go through it, but the relationship's going to forever be changed after that. Well, my nigga, what are you doing? What is the shit that you're trying to hide? That's the problem. I just, I just don't really like the fact that like you've asked these same questions from companies. It's hypocrisy, my dude. Like you literally was like complex. They didn't want to give me the numbers. Spotify. They didn't want to give me the stats. They didn't want to give me these things. So it was better that I, I, I if you can't give me what I want, then I gotta leave. Right. And I'm like, well, isn't that what Rory and Ma was doing? And it, and it is. And at the same time. You, I can't put all of the fault on Rory and Maul because I, I understand where Joe's coming from. He's like, well, these dudes ain't bringing no deals. These dudes ain't doing nothing different. But if you scream on a nigga who went to lunch with Elliot Wilson. Thank you. And you don't want him to do any deals Thank because you. it's, well, again, on his live this morning, he was like, well, that's industry tricks. Those are industry practices. You can't, I'm that's like, not good business practices but, to be yelling at your peoples. But that's the thing. It's like. Rory basically was like, yo, I know Elliot outside of everything. Mm-hmm. And Elliot, he said this. Sometimes Elliot is just like, yo, let's go to lunch on some and other shit. And he also said the week later 
Joe came back with the same fucking same deal. deal. <laughs> same number and everything. So what are you trying to do? You trying to take credit for the ideal? Well, Joe actually came on the live this morning and was like, well, you know, I did come back from with that, but it was from Jay-Z. It was from Elliot. What I fuck? got it from the big man. I got it from the guy who owns it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Jay-Z sold the shit now. It doesn't matter. The, the, the problem is Joe doesn't know how to communicate, and he, t- he can't take criticism. He clearly is not a loyal friend. Mm. He's a, a piece of shit individual. You can see that with all of the relationships he's ever had. Every woman has ended up saying that, yeah, he was a, ge- a cheater. Like, and I knew something was up too when he he had an Adam Twenty Two interview. When is it okay to throw away the trash? Help me understand that a little bit better. Joe's trash. He's been trash for a very long time. When is it time to discard this trash? My man, again, he consistently is successful. He has people who are behind him who believe him. Ish clearly does. Karen Civil and uh, the other chick on that on that. I mean, people on that pie. Karen, he loves Karen Civil, and apparently she understands him. There are people. Karen Civil is not somebody that should be trusted. I mean, I don't know that much about her. I just know I she's you. on the Joe Button podcast. She network. got a history too. But the thing is, it's like there are people who who Parks is one hundred and fifty percent rolling with Joe. He's well, done because he got his. He's, he's done business with Joe for ten years, and but I mean. There are people who know Joe and believe mm-hmm. in Joe, and they keep pushing Joe. And yeah. the thing is, I honestly, man, some people see. I think he has this vision that other people like. I get it mm-hmm. because we talk about all of these things this nigga has failed at, but yet and still he's successful. If I brought some grand new ideal and this podcast just exploded overnight, and we getting millions of dollars coming in, and then I treat you like shit the next day. Would you want to continue doing this? No. Nah. Exactly. Like, why would you do me like that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, First both... of all, integrity is the main thing there. Let I... me tell you this. If you brought a deal to the table, my nigga, you getting the, bur- or the bread, you getting the, the biggest slice of the loaf anyway. I think that's a problem. Why? If I brought a deal to this podcast, it should be split 50-50. I understand I did the Even if work. I get a deal. So let me okay. Let me see, let me tell you how. Here we go. This, how the end of, this the end of government. Name. Even if I brought a deal to the table, I'm most definitely giving you the bigger slice of the. Of Why the is that? Why are you devaluing yourself? First of all, it ain't devaluing shit. It's understanding that yo, I come here to to record the show. Mm-hmm. I know that you do a lot of the you do a lot of the producing. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of the editing. You do a lot. You do a whole hell of a lot. And I'm looking at it from the standpoint of yo. I come in as, as so I've earned the biggest slice of the pie. To me, you have. Okay, you get what I'm saying. I, I get it. That way. my whole my whole my whole thing is this. I, I pay attention, y'all. <laughs> How can I put it? Yeah, you can. the The thing about it is, man, it's like you bring a whole lot to the table. Okay. Um. So it's the Shogun podcast. All right, my take it. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. But that's the thing. Yeah, Yeah, no. Look, man, I I 150 percent just love podcasting. I've I've expressed this several times. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is like, yo, we do a lot of this stuff. You handle a lot of the technical aspect of things that some shit I don't get. Yeah, every cover art that's ever been. No, ninety five percent of the cover arts. No, ninety eight percent of the cover arts that's been done, 
You can tell the difference. Show me. You can tell the difference. Right. <laughs> there's quality, and then there's my shit. I mean, it, you're getting it done. I'd be like, why he still got the old logos? I know I sent you the new ones. I ain't got the folder. <laughs> <laughs> but I under, But that's the thing, bro. Like, look, man. I know what you bring to this. Right. I have other things that I can I can pull from as mm-hmm. far as um what I'm gonna do as from my business point. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? It only seems right for you to have a bigger slice just for the simple fact of how we've done this podcast for so okay. long. I don't look at it as as me devaluing myself, it's me giving you what you earn. I got you. And I'm not I'm you I'm, get what does that make sense? It though? makes perfect sense. Uh what what I would say is because I know I'm I'm more of a creative, right? Like I think I'm more creative. I'm not gonna say you're not creative, but I'm more creative than you are. Mm-hmm. I look at things completely different, and mm-hmm. I'm, I, I I am an ideals guy, mm-hmm. but I also know my role, and that became a problem early on in the podcast. Like when we used to do the conference calls, we had since I'm so good at coming up with ideals. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna say I'm the brainchild, but I can. I'm, I'm, I think out the box a lot, mm-hmm. and. That's a value in me, but it was trying to be used as a value for the whole system that we got. Mm -hmm. And I realized that then I was like, look, that's not my job. Mm -hmm. I'm staying in line. I'm I'm only here for government name. The rest of that stuff is what these guys do. I don't Mm -hmm. mind helping them, but I'm staying what I do. I'm staying in my lane. And that was looked at as kind of weird at that time. It seemed like I'm bucking the system or going against what you guys are trying to create. But I'm not. I'm really just saying those dudes do what they do and I'm going to do what I do. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be much peacefuler in the long run. Mm -hmm. And I wish a lot of that stuff could have got conveyed at the time a little bit clearer. But that's what happens when you're novice and you're new to something. You don't know everything. Mm -hmm. Mistakes are expected. But you don't turn your back on your people. You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. don't fire them. You don't just... Publicly on a show. And humiliate them. Mm-hmm. That's 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 foul. Yeah, I think, like I said before, I think some of that shit is is hid under the cover of transparency. It was no, but transparency. it wasn't transparent. That was you, nigga. That was you being a nigga about shit, yeah. and you having a temper tantrum about somebody who was doing the same thing. That, like, I can't, I can't express that enough. Mm-hmm. As somebody who's doing the same thing that you was doing with these bigger companies, you're a bigger company now. It is expected for people to want to know these types of things, and I know we harping on this long as fuck, but I feel like we're in a we're we're just we're in the podcast space, just like a lot of these other motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like Joe talks about, and I I said something a while ago about I'm like I don't believe this nigga. When he's like I'm for the creatives and shit like that, and I, I I had I had been put my planted my flag. Yeah, in the ground too. I'm like, he's not for the creators, no. dog. Because if he was, it would be a different type of situation than what it is. You can just look at the people around him. They get money, but the people around him are not happy. You can't tell me Parks is happy. I mean, he's happy to pay the bills, but he ain't happy about the situation. Them, them people were supposedly his friends. They came to his house for several years, mm-hmm. and now they're breaking up over money. Like Joe said, and, and, and this rung out on me. He said, "There's too much money for these people to be arguing over." Yes. They're getting paid and got paid more than what they were supposed to be. But that's even that that to me shows that there's more money coming in than we actually think. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you afford to pay more when you ain't got nothing coming in? Supposedly. That's what you said. You said people we went through a pandemic 
and people got raises. Got overpaid. That's what I'm saying. If you got overpaid, if you can overpay, then you're getting more money in than you claiming. That's a red flag. But fuck Joe. It's over for the... <laughs> I mean, it's not over for the podcast. He's just a piece of shit. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, it's probably going to turn out to be Joe and friends, and then he'll probably have rotating... He'll probably have rotating guests and I, things like that. And I wish... Um, Royster Five Nine would actually talk about what happened with Slaughterhouse. I think Slaughterhouse was the 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 canary in the coal mine that showed us that Joe was not to be trusted, especially mm. when it comes to business. Like you don't even hear about Joel and Joe. Like they was as thick as thieves. But you always hear about them niggas. Remember when people was mm-hmm. trying to rap about? He was like, "Come on out of retirement, man, yeah. so I can show you something." Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, no, nah. like, like y'all show trying to get at this dude real heavy at one point in time and. No, fuck it. But I, 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 to be honest with you, man, I think this will be a great book in about another five years. We'll get a nice little tell-all, and somebody will make a come-up off of it. I did like seeing Roy and Maul together. They set up was perfect. That so the studio. Ru- the rumor is, the rumor is they recorded that in the same place that Charlemagne records "Brilliant Idiots." Ooh, that's what the rumor is. Maul and Charlemagne got a got a little. Riff. Now this is this is some other shit. It has been a rumor for a while that Charlemagne's been trying to get at Joe behind the scenes for a long time. Did you see what what Charlemagne did? Nope. Uh, uh, when he found out about the roof. Nope. <laughs> On the Breakfast Club, he was just like, uh, "President of my podcast network, I appreciate you oh, and yeah, I yeah, love yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, such and such just dropped a book. I appreciate you and I love you." And I was like, "Classy move, Charlemagne. Classy, because he knew he knew." Niggas was waiting on him to say something. Yeah. And I was just like, I kind of, I low-key kind of waited waited to see if he was going to say something. Uh, I know Ebro kind of threw his hat out there. and was like, Joe, you fucked up again. So, oh, yeah. you yeah, know, his peers, his peers are, are, um, rival is, are kind of reveling in this. And, um, I think Joe's one of those people though. And you can say what you want to, you, you'll knock him down, but some reason he keeps coming back up and it'll and it'll and it'll hit different so we'll see i just think that uh you know the podcast space is still still new we've been out for a while but this is still a new thing and this is something that kind of had to happen for other people who are trying to get monetized for what they do yeah and what they love and so on and so forth so it's just a lesson learned it's like anything else that's not ego and arrogance. It's realism. He feels like he's entitled to more. We have things sorely mistaken around here. That's all I got to say. It's ego. Arrogance. Joe need to check his ego. It is what it is. But he's for the creators. What do you want to go to next, bro? Oh, uh, you wanted to talk about the J. Cole album? Damn. Or you don't want to talk about it? I do, but I don't. Like, I, I listen to it. If you don't, we can go to the rundown, because I ain't got nothing else. How you feel about the J. Cole? I thought it was really good. I thought it was better than his last album. Yeah, it's definitely better than K.O.D. Yeah. It, I, I think I think J. Cole did. So, I was amped up from the time he did the documentary on YouTube. And I watched the documentary, and I thought that was pretty good. Because he kind mm-hmm. of explained what, he, what he's going through. You know, he's like, yo, this might be my last album. I think this is something that I just got. That's what he said. And you people know, didn't realize the reason he said that's what he said because I made a face. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so I thought that was the documentary was pretty good. It was about fifteen minutes. Hmm. He was talking to Twenty One Savage, and I thought 21. that was that was pretty dope. Um, you got any takeaways from this album? I just thought he was rapping any, really good. Any like, punchlines? Any bars that you was just like, man, that's that that one right there. I think. See, I should have wrote my punchdowns down. Is it was a couple of them that made you like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that half a meal song is amazing. And my life song is I like the whole album. Mm-hmm. I think it was like one song that I skipped, and that was a song with black, but then when I actually went back and listened to it, I was like, that's actually a really good song, too. Mm. So I enjoyed it. I liked that he had more than just him being a producer on here. Mm-hmm. I think he picked some pretty good beats. I think his production was yeah. pretty good also. It's, it was a solid it's a solid album, bro. I skipped a lot. I think like you just said, I don't think it's the actual songs. I think it's the arrangement of the songs. Like mm-hmm. when you listen to it as an album, these songs don't match. Like mm-hmm. going from the fucking intro, 95 South, to that slow ass song next. I'm like, bro, come on, you gotta keep that energy going. You right. got me hyped. Now you gonna you bringing me down? Right. I think the arrangement is off. Um I definitely liked it, especially when I got it and I was listening to it. It didn't have the track list on there, like the the features. Mm-hmm. So when I first started playing, you hear "Kill It," I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah. that's camera." Dude. I was that was one of the better op- album openings I've heard. In and a then while. I was looking for a camera and verse, and it didn't come. So I was a little let down there. But Joe J Cole, the way he was rapping, it was a dumbed down, slowed down flow, but it was. It was like riding that beat perfectly. My mm. head was nodding as I was like, all right, this dude talking about. Uh, <laughs> the nigga said, I'll put the M on your head like, you know, you why is Luigi. That line, <laughs> why is that line so so classic line? Like, why people are telling. I, I don't understand the line, I guess. It ain't classic. Oh, I would put a. He, Triple he beam the, on your head, right? Yeah, I'll put an M on your hat. Now you Luigi's brother. What is the M? Mario wears a hat with an M on it. I know him. that, but what is the M that A million. Put? Oh, okay. I, put an I M thought on he your was head. saying like a triple beam. I put an M on your head. Uh-uh, I put an M on your head like a million. I got you. Well, thank you for clarifying that. You put a million dollars on your head. Now you Luigi's brother. That's still kind of basic. <laughs> Just to me. Um, it's a lot of basic bars on this. So you didn't like it? I, I didn't say that I didn't like it. It's oh, basic. Oh. It's a basic... It's a basic album. Like the rapping is okay. It's not high tier. It's not like, oh yeah, let me rewind that and see what he said. A lot of it seems you know how you can get like those word search that are meant for kids mm-hmm. and you can see the words in there before like you actually see it. You can just clearly identify that that's a word. You can solve the puzzle before actually starting to work on it. Mm-hmm. And it's easy, but it's still fun because you you've solved it. That's kind of like how I feel about J. Cole raps. They're so simple and so easy. It's like, oh, I get it. I didn't get that M on your head. I, I guess I thought he said M on your hat. And my mind, I was thinking he meant triple beam or like a, he'll put a infrared dot on your head. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. But you said it. You broke it down. That made more sense. So clearly my analogy is bad. But every other bar that I was listening to, it just seemed pretty simple. It wasn't It wasn't that complex so i was like all right i get it so casual listeners would definitely understand this and they'll look at each other like oh my god i get it this is cool i got it Mm -hmm. but it ain't it ain't much to write home about but what stood out the most was 21 he killed his verse little baby he killed his verse 
hearing Moray. As soon as I seen, I uh, heard Moray's voice on there. I was like, "Oh, this nigga out of here." That's <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, that's he, a, that's a, that's a nice little cosign, right? He there. is done. That yeah. dude, he ain't got to do shit else. Boz did a lot of stuff on here too. Boz was on the end of it. He was. He did two songs. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Um, a lot of people were talking about the fight between Diddy and J Cole. I don't care. I never heard of that fight. I never. That apparently that was like the, the been the room like it rumored to happen. Yeah. I was like, it was about them niggas was scrapping. It was around the time Kendrick Lamar uh, dropped the Control song. Oh, not Kendrick. That was Big Sean's Yeah, song. that was Big Sean's <laughs> But it, it became Kendrick's. It's funny, too, because Jay Electronic was on that song, too, and yeah. everybody's like, that's Kendrick's song. I'm like, yeah. Well, okay, Big but, Sean and Jay Electronic ain't nobody. Know, in that song, Kendrick said he was the king of New York, and that pissed off a lot of people. And yeah, I like think all of New York. The next week or after that was like some award show, and apparently Diddy approached Kendrick, and they he started you know beefing about it. He tried to pour a drink on his head. And that's when J. Cole stepped in and they got into a little scrap. So, it is what it is. I didn't know that, man. I was like, that's funny. It's a cool album. I skipped more songs than I would like, but then when I went back to it and listened to them, those songs are great. It's a fun album. I can't say it's a classic. I hope this is not his last one, but... Saying you got, if you want to smoke, I got the whole nicotine company. Then he said, I got a nicotine company. I was like, <laughs> this is hilarious. It's just simple. That's all. I thought it was a solid album, bro. Like, it? it's solid. It's probably way more solid than a, than a lot of albums I've heard. And that's sad because the bar is so fucking low. Well, I mean, it's I mostly think the hype, big, I think the big, I think the big dogs are coming this year. This is mostly hype. And, well, I mean... We're gonna have a DMX album drop. We're gonna have a uh um a little baby, little dark album drop. I mean, it's major. Drake's gotta drop his. Everybody's Isaiah Rashad. I'm I'm excited for Isaiah Rashad's album to drop. Like I'm waiting on it. The, the single he had was pretty good. Right. And niggas been waiting. I kind of feel bad because I was talking mad shit about it. And this nigga been going through alcoholism and shit. And I was like, fuck. I mean, now. he could have like, just said that. I feel well. <laughs> It's kind of hard when you're going through substance abuse. You know what right. I'm saying? And I think he might have been a little bit embarrassed about it, too. I mean, you know what I'm saying? A press release or something. Like, just let your fans know. Like, we, we people bond to you because of your struggle. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people listen to J. Cole, because they can identify the things that he's talking about and going through it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. You're human. Just let us know you all right, that you, you know, still trying to produce music. But you think about it, bro. Like, for some people who go through those types of, of situations, it ain't always that easy. You're right. Because it's, it's embarrassing. Because I, I think this is like his second time kind of going through a a, 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 hmm. a substance abuse situation. Okay. And that's not always easy to be like, hey, guys, like relate to me because I keep fucking up and, getting, and having an alcohol problem. Well, I mean, a lot of people are having, like, there's an opioid crisis. So... No, Addiction is real. People it, understand that. I'm not saying that he doesn't need to talk about it or he shouldn't have to. I understand that he could be embarrassed about it. But there's ways as an artist that you can release a press release to get the information out there. Like, look, he's still working on music, but he's just dealing with a lot of personal issues right now. Yeah. So it's it's cool. It was been five years. It's too long. <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been like, come on, Isaiah Rashad, put out some new shit, bro. Right. We, we, we waiting on you. So I don't know. I thought, I thought J. Cole's album was solid. I th- thought it was a solid album. I went through it a couple times. Going to continue to listen to it. Um, I'm, I'm 
I'm ready for uh, the big dogs. I'm ready for for Drake. I don't think Kendrick's dropping this year. The big dogs. That's the holy trinity right you now. Gotta, you got to stop listening to this Joe Button podcast. They, they are the big dogs, though. <laughs> Listen to the big dogs. And drop they are. Nigga. They are the major albums. They, there's, there's not a lot of motherfuckers that who will drop next to Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. There's a lot of people dropping albums right now. I mean, but... I understand what you're saying. They are, they are, right now, they are, they are it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Kendra drops something, if Kendra's like, I'm dropping something next week, I think a lot of niggas gonna push their shit back. Yeah. I mean, but that's how it goes when you're a superstar. But <laughs> it is what it is. That's a big dog. I'm ne- Okay. For me, I've never heard you say that phrase, and it's just kind of funny that Joe Button's podcast was saying the big dogs big are dogs. coming. And that's just now celebrity. Yeah, it's fine. You can call them the big dogs. Or the Holy you? Trinity or whatever they are. They are the big dogs. That's, that's just my integrity showing. I'm sorry. Shogun is on the right. And what I mean Th- by Thanks integ- for trying to embarrass me. That was, was kind of cool. I was I'm trying to clean it up. What I mean by integrity is I don't like to copy other people in their terminology. That's all. Nigga, that's what lingo is. <laughs> I like. I was. I'm not intentionally trying to um, copy Joe, mm. but big dogs make sense to me too. I'm like, well, they are the big dogs. Like, it makes sense to me. I'll find another word that's not lingo. The the Holy Trinity can't call them that. Major artists. When the major artists drop, can't say that because he says that too, though, doesn't he? Well, if, if you. <laughs> anyway, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. It's just me. It's one of my quirks. You want to tell us what the rundown is? Or you want to just get into it? The rundown is where Show, Shogun and Cole Jackson takes news clips and bites from the big dogs. Take. I'm, so you gonna run that? I'm taking it from the big dogs. You dude. run it. You running yeah, that? You gonna run? You gonna run with I'm that? I'm getting clips and bites. They coming from the big, you know, news corporations. Cute. Um, <laughs> real cute. <laughs> Uh, news clips of bites that we just give you our our opinions from a cultural standpoint. Yes. And for a culture which is the American consumerism, we had a fucked up week last week. I'm going to go ahead and jump into this one real quick. Um, so we're capitalists and we like to buy things. But that capitalist society has put us into a situation where we're like, mm, I don't know what's going on or what I should do. So last week, there was a whole gas shortage. I don't know if you guys heard about it. A lot of us are still staying in the house because of the pandemic. But a lot of people are going back outside. We're back outside. Outside. And uh, there was a situation that happened that caused a little bit of a gas shortage. Trying to get to my notes. For some reason, it's not showing me where my gas is. You mean putting gas in Target bags? Yeah. A ransomware attack was all it took to knock out the largest pipeline in the United States, disrupting the supply of gasoline and jet fuel to the eastern United States and triggering panic buying that left gas stations dry and motorists scrambling to fill up. Hoarding does not make things better and uh, under no circumstances should gasoline ever be put into anything but uh, a vehicle directly or an approved container. The Colonial Pipeline connects Gulf Coast refineries to population centers from Atlanta to New York and carries about 45% of the East Coast's fuel supplies. 
Without access to much of the yeast, U.S. refiners snapped up charters either to store gasoline and diesel fuel or to ship the products overseas. They'll start backing up some of the products, uh, but the uh, benefit is, as you know, we were able to get uh, exports of U.S. crude and got that in pretty good volume. So if it can't go through the U.S. refineries, we can put it on the ships and, and get it shipped around. Panic buying in the southeast sent gas above $3 a gallon for the first time in more than six years. And more than three-quarters of all filling stations in some cities in South Carolina, North Carolina, and Florida ran out of gasoline. If you look at what it takes to get a, a tanker to come to the New York Harbor, or for that matter, to pay, to pay the premium on a Jones Act tanker out of the, the Gulf Coast, uh, you'd need a higher price than this. Shortages also hit the aviation industry, forcing American Airlines to add additional stops to long-haul flights originating from Charlotte, North Carolina. This is a very big concern because when you look at the airport that Colonial services, it includes Atlanta, Hartsfield, Charlotte, Raleigh, Durham, and Nashville, which are fairly good-sized hubs for major U.S. airlines. By the middle of the week, Colonial started bringing the pipeline back online and had paid nearly $5 million in ransom to the hackers. But it will still take as long as two weeks for gasoline stored in Houston to reach East Coast filling stations, and even longer for diesel and jet fuel because they are heavier and move more slowly. The ongoing investments are going to be substantial. So I would say this industry continues to maintain a level of vigilance because we understand how important we are and are working hard every day to protect our systems. This is the latest cyber attack in a string of breaches raising concerns over fragile infrastructure. Over the past few months, a growing number of energy assets have been targeted by hackers. These ransomware attacks have become greater, more frequent, more sophisticated and frankly, more impactful in terms of the kind of disruption they cause, in this case, of a critical infrastructure. Cole Jackson, how do you feel about the gas shortage that happened last week? I think people are crazy. Why? Because they... <laughs> Why are they crazy? We, we mentioned it in the beginning of the show. People just went bananas and was getting Tupperware and Target bags. And we were and attacked. Didn't ransomware shut down some medical shit before? Like, ransomware has been a, a problem for a while. We did a story, like, maybe two or three years ago about yeah. ransomware shutting down, like, it was a municipal court or some shit like that. Oh, right. And yeah. they and it was like, we didn't know there was ransomware. We just did. I was do you, like. Do you know what ransom? you remember what ransomware is? Refresh my memory. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> In 2016, hackers made around a billion dollars by holding computer data hostage. All right, you got my attention. A <laughs> billion dollars? What? But this year, ransomware attacks are expected to be twice as frequent. Spread through spam emails or by exploiting software vulnerabilities, ransomware is a virus that encrypts data on a computer, locking you out of your own files. To have your data restored, the virus demands you send the hackers a payment in Bitcoin. If you don't pay up, your files will be lost forever, which is why most businesses end up paying the ransom. According to cybersecurity expert Miko Hyponen, the encryption is almost impossible to break. Even if you would have all the computers on the planet trying to decrypt one file, the sun would go out before they would find the key. In the past, hackers made the majority of their money finding ways to sell stolen data, such as a victim's credit card number. But with companies getting better at fraud detection, the price for stolen data has dropped in recent years. Meanwhile, the average ransomware demand has skyrocketed, which means the payoff for these attacks can be massive. 
One virus made as much as $325 million. Businesses are especially vulnerable to ransomware because the cost of losing corporate data can be devastating. According to IBM, 70% of businesses hit with ransomware paid their attackers. On top of that, half of those companies paid over $10,000 and 20% paid more than $40,000. Oftentimes, companies get hit more than once, as 85% of companies hit by ransomware in the last year were hit by three or more attacks. One hospital in London was infected by ransomware 19 times over the course of 12 months. Ransomware has become such a frequent occurrence, 40% of companies in the UK with over 250 employees are now stockpiling Bitcoin in the event of an attack. Officially, the FBI recommends victims contact authorities and never pay the ransom. But even police stations have had to pay to have their files decrypted. The best option for us, even though it was the last and worst option for us, was to uh, pay the ransom. Today, almost anyone can get their hands on ransomware technology. Prepackaged shark ransomware can be purchased on the deep web for as little as $39. And with the advent of anonymous cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, hackers are extremely hard to catch. Experts warn that ransomware hackers could turn to other targets. For instance, last year's cybersecurity experts were able to infect a smart thermostat, locking the temperature at 99 degrees <laughs> unless the owner paid up. The most dangerous potential target could be our industrial control systems. Entire power grids could be held ransom to hackers. There's no immediate solution to the ransomware problem. The only real way hackers will slow down attacks is if people stop paying the ransoms. Well, that didn't happen because they paid it. Can't you just buy McAfee? <laughs> Don't that help? They, that's what they sell. I mean, that's for a virus, but not ransomware. Which ain't that the same thing? No, ransomware is allowed into the computer. It's like you on you on some malicious website looking at porn or whatever, and you click on the link, and then the link comes through with an exe, and it's like, oh, what is this? And then boom, it's ransomware. Your computer's been locked down. Pay us bitcoins, or we're gonna tell pay everybody us, that you've been looking at porn. Pay us bitcoin. So that <laughs> that ransomware video came from 2017 mm -hmm. from uh, what was that? Vice. 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 Uh, so ransomware has been an issue, but it seems to be growing. I, I like the fact that they said that stealing people's information, the value of it is going down. And so now they're just locking out people access to computers. Question. Mm -hmm. Does that mean we don't care about our information getting stolen anymore? Well, companies don't care because you're not as valuable. Mm. I don't know if you that's, know this. That's, or not. Damn, Do that's you? fucked up. <laughs> Y'all niggas don't want me to buy shit. Watch this. What was the name of that huge hack that everybody's information got hacked in? Which like, one? The one from a couple Sony? of Sony? Nah, no. Nah. Uh, 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 the one for the credit? The was big one. Yeah, that one. It was a TransUnion? Experience? Was it Experience? Who got, it was I think credit. it was Experience. Yeah. It was one of them credit. Now you uh, better than me. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, it was one of them credit. Uh, yeah, I think it was Experience. Yeah. No, I, I mean they don't just they don't give a fuck so about us. When I heard about this ransomware situation for the for the gas uh, plant, I was like, <laughs> "What are our oil oil reserves for?" You know what I mean? Like there is no. There was multiple oil reserves. They were saying like they're pumping too much gas and they had all this stuff in storage. You listen to the CIA too much? Yeah, maybe so. We ain't got no gas reserves. Well, then we could do our own drilling and whatnot. But I, I just find it weird that within a, a week span, they use up all the gas that was available at the local gas station. And then they're saying, well, we don't have enough drivers to deliver the gas back to you. So it's going to be a little bit of a shortage. Nobody wants to work. I guess we just got to raise the price. <laughs>
Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> if I raise the price, you won't want to buy it. That's how you explain Versace. No, I'm buying it because <laughs> I'm worried the about the shortage that's looming. Uh-uh. You raise the price to make more money to offset the price that you're paying these hackers. But if I raise the price, you won't want to get it. See what I'm saying? See the logic? My, my prices is high. You're mad. You go home and nobody leaves. I and everybody's ha- oh. I deliver for DoorDash, nigga. I'm in high demand. Damn. Well, can't DoorDash just up your pay? No, they, oh. they don't do that. Fuck. Yeah. I think this is silly. We should not have went into this frenzy to buy stuff. <laughs> it's funny, too, because when we when, the, when it was over with, it was like, when they put out the statement, it was like, oh, yeah, we just resetted the system. and everything. what I'm saying. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Nah, they paid them niggas. They paid them five hundred. He said the system's been reset. We're back. We're back going again. But what they were saying <laughs> on this video was like most places that end up paying the ransomware end up getting ransomware attacks three to four more times. <laughs> that's why you buy McAfee. And then, no, McAfee. that's why they stockpile Bitcoin. I was like, what kind of shit is this? You buy McAfee, you ain't got to worry about ransomware or any other wear. Do you know the story of John McAfee? He was racist. That's the least. He thing was a on Nazi. This. That is the least thing about this guy. This guy is fucking insane. One day I'm gonna do a deep dive about that guy. But he's 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 kind of like an Epstein ish kind of guy, not with a pedophile, but he's weird. <laughs> he said he's not weird. with the pedophile. <laughs> there's there's a lot. <laughs> that guy's got a whole. He he's like a character. I think thing. I think we're so used to panic from last year. Like this we shit. just we gotta drum some up. This shit didn't bother me at all. Yeah, I wasn't really tripped. I was like, gas shortage? When? I listened to it and I was like, what, did they blow up the pipeline? Nah, they just turned it off. Then where's the shortage? <laughs> the funny thing was, I'm like, aren't we supposed to be way more Like, who clicked okay when it came through? Thank you. Why is this shit even hooked up to the internet? <laughs> oh, come on, man. We Come on. We, we got to make sure everything's in the, in the future. Some of these niggas don't need to have internet. Into their main sources, like I don't that. know, cause well, it's kind of hard to live without Wi-Fi now. No, no, no. The main systems should be able to hook up. No, the main system should not. There should always be a man person there. You can have a laptop next to it with Wi-Fi. That's fine. <laughs> but the shit that's controlling all this shit, leave it disconnected. We that Wi-Fi, ready. that Wi-Fi is bad. I need a good Wi-Fi to watch Netflix. What the Why fuck you I working, was- nigga? That's how I work. I'm just watching shit. You ain't doing a good job if you got ransomware. That was a nigga who clicked okay. Yep, see? Should have read the shit. If he would have bought McAfee, he wouldn't have had no problem with this because with McAfee, see, every week, I'm endorsing it every week. Tell me about McAfee. With McAfee, you don't have to worry about ransomware or or spyware or you don't have to worry about any viruses coming through and your gas is safe. That's right, folks. McAfee, if you want to get protection for your computer and keep the gas on... Go with McAfee. Is McAfee a subscription service? That's too many questions. Yeah, I mean, because if I stop paying the damn subscription, you're going to treat me like ransomware. She's locked down now, nigga. Pay me to unlock your computer. That's not how that works. That is exactly how it works. <laughs> Fuck out of here. What you got? Speaking of working, I got a hashtag hustle everything All right. possibility. Let's do it. Uh, there's a female rap duo that was busted by the IRS for a $5.5 million fraud scheme. The female rap duo from Detroit were busted in an IRS for, by the IRS for $5.5 million. Uh, Shamira mm-hmm. Cream Morell and Noel Nikki Brown Brown mm-hmm. 
who performed as Deuces Wow, Deuces Wow, are accused of using the loop, accused of using loopholes and business claims, uh, businesses to claim millions worth of withholdings and refunds. So between 2013 and 2018, the rap duo allegedly filed for 122 returns and opened at least 29 bank accounts to claim more than 13.6 million dollars worth of withholdings and refunds. Now, by the time the IRS recognized this fraud, the government entity had already paid the women 5.5 million dollars. A dollars. That's all? He feels like he's entitled to more. <laughs> According to investigators, Morrell and Brown filed electronically. <laughs> so I guess that ransomware works. Yep. Uh, and by mail from Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Stopping on the crime on the dime. Filed electronically from mail uh, from, and mail from Michigan and Georgia. The duo who haven't released music since 2012 allegedly made up Companies and stole uh, people's identities uh, to um, get multiple to file for multiple tax returns. Mm-hmm. Authorities were tipped off by Brown's alleged alleged best friend, <laughs> who told who said Brown told her that Morel knew how to get her large business loans, and if she was interested, she could get her hooked up. What the fuck? The informant also listed as CH in legal documents uh, received. $51,000 check from the IRS after Murrell reportedly put CH's name uh, into the pot. CH was then instructed to get the $28,000 cashier's check to pay Morrell, uh, Morrell's company called Clean Sweep. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. He feels like he's entitled to more. Morrell appeared in court last week while Brown has not been found. Uh, not been taken into custody yet. She both run, both women have been charged with aggravated identity theft, false claims, How? and conspiracy. I both get charged when she on the run. <laughs> if convicted, they face up to 10 years in prison. Shogun, did this rap du- duo Deuces Wow live up to that name? And is this a hashtag hustle everything? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I definitely had this story and I couldn't wait to talk about it because I was going to ask you, what would you do for $10 million? Damn. This is a good little. They had a little good little thing going. They had found loopholes. Maybe they should have been man uh, working for these companies trying to uh, pay off these ransomware people. Hey, they filed a hundred and twenty-two returns. They lost because they got snitched on. Yeah, it beat the motherfuckers in your circle. It beat them, and they was trying to help her. We know how to get you some extra. Yeah, money. but that's when your moral, her moral code came in into play. See, then that's how you got to You got to. She was just like your friends. She was just like, mm, this is just wrong. I need to tell. I'm gonna go ahead and start my OnlyFans. <laughs> Fuck out of here, bitch. When you could just get money off these off a of clean sweep properties. Clean sweep. It's in the name. Is this a hustle? Everything though. Yes. This is a hustle. So, I can get down. Okay. With. They hustling the government. So if they get caught. We didn't even. They only gonna do what? what ten I think, years? Yeah, ten years. Come on, I do. Ten years for ten million. Mm-mm. Nope. Ten years for ten million. This is a federal crime, so you gotta do eighty percent of the time. So that's eight years. Mm-mm. No. Eight years, fed time, nigga. In eight years, will you make ten million dollars no. at your current job? Nah. I'm taking that risk, nigga. I'm out. I holler at you in eight years, nigga. We'll have flying cars, but I'm going to have mine. I don't know, man. Prison system no, ain't going to be too kindly this to me. This is white-collar crime. 
I don't know, man. This is federal. This is like Bernie Madoff shit. Shelby might be up in there taking niggas' Shelby. ass off. Richard Shelby? Oh, is he dead, though? I don't know. He going to be dead if he trying to take my <laughs> shit. Fuck out of here. Speaking. <laughs> the side, nigga going to go in there and be like, side, hey, nigga. Sidetrack. Have you watched The King of Harlem? Is that the name of the show? With uh, Forrest Whitaker? Oh, uh-uh. That show is amazing. What is it on? It's on Epic. Oh, I watch it. I watch it on. Uh, I got it on the ATT TV. Yeah. But uh, there's a character. I probably shouldn't tell you about him because it's more entertaining when they just bring him out of the blue. But uh, when you do something wrong in this universe, mm-hmm. they have a character that severely punishes you, and his name is Bruiser. Oh shit! When Bruiser comes around, life-altering events happen. Damn. Please watch this show. Yeah, I gotta watch it now. Well, how many seasons is this? So I think far? it's only like maybe two. Oh, but oh, it's, so it's, it's still new in the game. Yeah, it's really good though. It's huh. really good. Huh. It's about um shit. I was about to say Nikki Barnes. Who's the dude in Harlem? Drug dealer. Um Nikki Barnes? God damn it. <laughs> anyway, it's a good show. I'll look it up. Yeah, I'll yeah. look it up and watch it. I'll look it up Dang, and watch it. I can't it. think of the name. <laughs> but when this you nigga, see Bruiser, please text me. <laughs> that nigga said 10, million, 10 years, 8 years for 10 years. You ain't guaranteed to get that money when you get out. Unless you hit it. Nigga, I got the money. I'm going to move it around. The IRS is going to get that back. And they ain't got it yet, though. Nigga, within the 8 years that so you So they going to take the money out of my bank? Yeah, of they course will. they are. They fucking damn. See, this is why nigga. I need to have a crew. I can't just do, <laughs> do shit on my own, nigga. It's like, yeah, I'll just take the charge. Like, no. You That's why the other chick running. They gonna catch her. Nah. She's not that fast. She fast enough, nigga. <laughs> Deuces wild, nigga. <laughs> so. Well, maybe she would be faster if she had McAfee on her computer. <laughs> you know, with, with McAfee, you know, you can always get free your up computer. Some RAM. Right. Free up your RAM. Get <laughs> get get high level speeds with McAfee. That is what you wanna do. It's just like when you bought it in the store. It's just like getting it from TJ Maxx. Oh wow. Everything in one place. You you're okay over there with that mic? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we I keep can. moving and I'm keep getting all this other shit. Sorry. Sorry. I'm animated sometimes, so you know. Um. <laughs> speaking of how you motherfucker, I'm sorry. Go ahead. How your friend gonna tell on you, bro? It's fucked up, ain't it? Like goddamn, nigga, I gave you money, you still told. Ungrateful heifer. She could have been sucking dick and got that money. Ten million. That's a good mouth. There's some ten million dollar mouths out there. Show me one. I ain't said I seen it. <laughs> it's two things I never seen before. <laughs> That's a UFO and a hold it won't go. <laughs> oh my god! It's some ten million dollar miles out there. <sighs> it is. I'm sure of it. I just don't know where they hang at. No, I was saying. I don't even want to. I don't even want to be around a ten million dollar mouth. Why not? That's scary. What's scary about that's it? Like, that's like, like the fear of what they can do? Yes. Just suck your soul. Like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like Sang Sung out that bitch. You've never had a chick just look at you and be like, your soul is mine. Mm-mm. And she had that same voice? Mm-mm. Dang. That's scary, bro. It that's scary hour right there. Well, speaking of scary hour, a man allegedly kills a homeless person in practice for his ex-wife murder. You heard about this? Mm-mm. He All kills right. a homeless person to practice. Damn. 
A Washington state man allegedly killed a homeless man as practice for his ex-wife's murder, prosecutor says. Nathan O'Beal, 36 years old, accused of fatally shooting Andrew Bull, 30 years old, in the head on April 20th, 2020. I'm sorry, April in 2020. Mm. Just months before his ex-wife, Mary, she was 32, suffered the same fate in uh, a neighborhood in Spokane. Actually, this has a little clip clip. In August last year, Spokane police arrested 36-year-old Nathan Beal for the murder of his ex-wife, Mary Schaefer. Mary flew into Spokane to pick up her children at Beal's home in Brown's Edition. Detectives believe Beal shot and killed her as she was getting out of her car. Beal is charged with premeditated murder and is currently held in Spokane County Jail on a $1 million bond. Meg Priest was Mary's soon-to-be sister-in-law. She tells me losing Mary almost a year ago is a loss they feel every day. There'll never be anything that justifies what happened to her for us. There'll never be anything that takes away that pain for our family of what happened to her. A few months before Mary's death, detectives believed Beale was the suspect who shot and killed a homeless man. Court documents say a lab analysis of the 9mm pistol found at Beale's apartment and shell casings at each of the crime scenes confirmed it was the same gun used to kill Adam Bull and his ex-wife. According to court records, prosecutors believe Beale used Bull to practice killing his ex-wife. It was absolutely not surprising to me whatsoever, especially considering the lengths at which he went to verbalize how much um, planning he was going into to kill Mary. Last fall, prosecutors wanted to merge the two murders so that Beale would be tried for both cases at once, but the judge denied the request, ruling it would unfairly prejudice the jury. But new evidence came forward in February this year. A Spokane County inmate told police Beale admitted to shooting Bull out of curiosity and to practice. The inmate claimed Beale solicited him to kill a list of people, including his own mother and his ex-wife's fiance. Beale even wrote up a contract agreeing to sell his property in exchange for paying his bail. Prosecutors believed this was enough evidence to support its theory about the connection of the two murders and merge the cases. But the judge declined it again because there was not a sufficient connection between the two murders. The best thing that we can do is honor who she was do our very best to make sure that other people don't end up the same statistic. Beale's trial is scheduled for October 4th. Amanda... Man, when white people kill, they kill everybody. They just say, fuck it. We just gonna, I'm just killing the homeless guy, my wife, my this everything. So, when I, when I read this article originally, the thing that stuck out to me was that there was a undercover agent in the prison who told on him. Yeah. That's how they got the more information. You never seen Tango and Cash? This is a snitch inside the prison. Yeah. Inside the prison. You ain't never watched Tango and Cash? I clearly no. You need to watch Tango and Cash, bro. What the fuck are you doing putting somebody inside like you deep, deep cover now? <laughs> they got to know. Bro, that's fucked up. Like, What's fucked up about I it? I thought it was honor amongst us thieves mm -hmm, and crooks. Man. I can't even trust my celly. No, man. 
Nah, First nigga. of all, he shouldn't have been talking in there. But at the same time, you ain't here for you what? in jail, nigga. You what you shit? mean? Right? <laughs> He's supposed to be talking. You that's what you do your most talking. That nigga in there, man. Golly, you fucked up your. He was whole try- He might been trying to save his asshole. Mm-hmm. He probably was like, yeah. So I killed this homeless man and my wife. Damn. And they was just like, oh, I want to mess with this guy. He's he's a killer. And the one guy was like, hey, tell me more. Yeah. Oh, he the snitch. Right. <laughs> Clearly. Right. Shit out of here. <laughs> I got a little frustrated with this story. Not because he killing people. That's fucked up on his own. But <laughs> the, jail, the jail snitches. The jail snitches. What the fuck you up? <laughs> the jail snitch. I just thought we was cool in here, nigga. Oh. <laughs> like, Jay Reed, he ain't no cop, nigga. Uh, you right. He a prisoner. <laughs> Jerry ain't no cop, dog. Yeah, he's a prisoner. Yeah, you're what right. you talking about, man? You're right. Fuck out of here. Yeah, how you think they go learn these cold cases just don't solve themselves? That's man. That that's shady. That nigga living like that's a king. Shiesty. He living like a king out there. That, that is shiesty to me, bro. Too. I don't care. Yeah, you need to watch some of these. You need to watch Tango and... Was it Tango and Cash that had the jailhouse snitch? Or they had to go... No, they had to... Was it Tango and Cash? I had feel to go bad in? for this guy a little bit. Like he's he's a piece of shit. But <laughs> just you, you feel even, bad because this nigga got told on. You can't trust nobody. The Joe Buttons in these groups. I mean, what is this, Bruh. pussy? That's how it works. Yeah, I guess so. How you think that? How you think they're gonna solve these cases if they don't have the jailhouse snitch? I just didn't know. The snitching is is a, is is what a lot of people just live by. I just didn't know they would infiltrate like that. Like, damn. It ain't hard. Clearly. If you remember them eight years you was talking about doing? Yeah. If they told you you only had to do two, if you told on this motherfucker. Nah. Oh, you oh, integrity. Oh, your integrity. My integrity. Uh-huh. I can't do it. I can't. Sorry. But you still get your 10 mil in I'm, two years. I'm give me his 10 million because that's all y'all found was 10 million, nigga. I had 20. <laughs> God, you you smarter than everybody. Um, not everybody, but y'all. Y'all didn't catch me. Well, till now. And they didn't catch you because you used McAfee on your computer. <laughs> McAfee you had a virus detection in that prison cell, nigga. McAfee detects all kinds of viruses, snitches, and lies <laughs> coming through your computer. If you use McAfee, you'll be a okay, a okay, and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I guess I got ten more years to go. I should have got McAfee. Oh. Speaking of AOK, I, I feel you, man. Mm. The, the snitch shit is kind of fucked up, though. And killing your wife and a homeless man. Like, the homeless man ain't had shit to do with it. So, fuck out of here with that. I mean... Come on. <laughs> what are you about to say? <laughs> what? He was around. <laughs> so, homeless people that might have been a, That might have been the reason why he was, she was the ex. That homeless man might have... Rem- that that he homeless rem- man was the He might have reminded him of the nigga she cheated with. Damn. And he was just like... You look just like that bastard, that Not that me. that uh, that Rico nigga. You that trash that a homeless man can fuck your chick. No, you just look like the man. Yeah, I know, cause I'm clean as fuck, <laughs> nigga. I ain't homeless. This is chic. <laughs> I shop at TJ Maxx. Saint Lucy's. Saint <laughs> Lucy's fashions. It's an A Marie hat. <laughs> anyway. My mom said that shit, man. That shit was hilarious. I was like, you can't I fuck know up you, the hats now, nigga. I know you mad, but him bringing it up was hilarious. He was I like, love them hats. He said, oh, yeah, when the nigga started wearing that, um, a Marie hat, that a Marie hat. I was like, oh, them shit. Them hats was fire to me. Anyway. He said, and what nigga you know with him? <sighs> Speaking of niggas that you know, California bar owner is arrested for allegedly selling fake COVID-19 vaccination cards. Mm-hmm. 
This is the hustle everything. Mm-hmm. You've read this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, In- I had this story. Investigators say the operation... It must have been a slow news week for real. Uh, investigators said the operation, an operation that ran out of, his, out of this bar... Uh, Old Corner Saloon in Clements, California, uh, which located was which located uh, forty miles southeast of Sacramento, and has a population of nine hundred forty-one people. So apparently, it's not a big neighborhood. It's not big. The local sheriff office got a tip. Here you go that snitching shit again Damn. about fake vaccine cards that were being manufactured and sold out of that bar, uh, complete with laminations. Nigga, that's, that's fire as fuck. He had that shit all the way locked down. Investigators with the California Department of Alcohol Beverage Control then took over, which I have no idea why they did that. Um, here's a quote from the beverage control. Undercover agents... Here go that word undercover again. Yeah, undercover agents with our special operations unit were able to purchase multiple cards in April. As a result, we also observed several sales of fraudulent... Fraudulent COVID COVID nineteen vaccination cards with to other patrons, mm-hmm. so them niggas is snitch. I didn't know they had a task. I didn't know the fucking California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control had a task force like that. Um, let's see here. Investigators said that the cards were being sold for twenty dollars. That's a sale, nigga. That's, that's a fucking. A that's a deal. That's, that's a deal, no, nigga. It's not. Yes, that is. No, it's not. The bar owner Todd Anderson was charged with falsifying medical records and falsifying a seal and several counts of identity theft and possession of a loaded, <laughs> unregistered firearm. What that got to do with it? <laughs> damn, they just put that... Just put God damn, it. you gonna drop a gun um, on me too, nigga? Fuck nothing is said of how long he'll get. Constitution carry. That ain't Texas, bro. How do you feel about this man selling $20 vaccination cards, fake ones? Though it is a hustle everything, and no, it's not a fake one because the PDF is online. You can just download <laughs> the shit. It's a hustle, but goddamn, folks, like, you can just do it yourself. That nigga got here. But can you laminate him? Because he was laminating yes. them hoes. They got Kinko's down the street or FedEx, whatever it's called now. Mm. That ain't bad, bro. First of all, they ain't even asking for people to show proof that they got these damn vaccinations. But what if? What if they do? Got your card. You vaxxed and waxed. You can go out and do whatever the fuck you want to do now. I don't know if you knew, but I'm going to go ahead and go into my story. <laughs> then I'll come back to your story. <laughs> Vax and wax, nigga. Today, CDC is updating our guidance for fully vaccinated people. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. If you are fully vaccinated, you can start doing the things that you had stopped doing because of the pandemic. We have all longed for this moment when we can get back to some sense of normalcy. Based on the continuing downward trajectory of cases, the scientific data on the performance of our vaccines and our understanding of how the virus spreads, that moment has come for those who are fully vaccinated. Now, if you are immune compromised, you will most definitely want to talk to your doctor before giving up your mask. Ain't that the same lady who said racism is, uh, she trying to stop, the CDC need to stop racism too because it's a disease? Well, yeah, she works for the CDC. I thought that was the lady. That probably is. I don't know. They on some bullshit. Just I like need your my guy, card. Just like your guy was selling these vaccine cards. $20. For who? $20. 
Dollars. Who is stopping folks and being like, hey, 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 I need to see your vaccine registration? Somebody's doing it. Where? I don't know where now. That's that. Now you're asking the hard, you're asking the tough going, questions. How are they? What okay. database are they going to? Like, yeah, I see your data. Yeah, you come got on. It. You're checking your name off the list. You done got your vaccine. People are now putting their. I don't know if you noticed this, but people have their card on their phones now in their case. For what? So they can show it. For so what? Because you're walking around without a mask. You want to do activities now with no mask. They and everything. said you could do the activities that you stopped doing. I never stopped doing activities. Hey man. Hey what? I need my card. Okay. You, one kind twenty dollars. You kind of yeah. I, you stepping on what I could be doing. You could do that. I don't care. I'm just saying I don't have to have it. I think it's needed. From who? The doctor who gave you the shot. Who got you vexed? <laughs> uh, I got my shot at a like Walgreens, and they didn't keep good. Oh, you vexed? No, <laughs> I am. Yeah, I'm vaxxed. Yeah, yeah. What you talking about? I got, no, I'm confused. I got both Moderna and Johnson Johnson, and they did it together, combined. And made but Johnson. But Johnson. I got my but Johnson shot. You got your Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson. Magic Johnson. See, see what think they did? about it. Think about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If he can live through anything, I can live through anything. If Magic made it. Yeah. Man, fuck that, man. This nigga had a legit hustle, and they and fucking I liked it up. It. Yeah. The CDC, when they flip-flopping ass. Who flip-flopping? CDC. They said no mask. What changed? Re- vaccinations. We are at a high percentage now. We but can do this. A week ago, they were saying not enough people See, were you getting the vaccine. you listen to the, the right-wing media too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem. I'm listening to the CN- CD, no, CNN and CDC. You listen to the right-wing, the right-wing media. Is trying to stop vaccinations and the Black Lives Matter people from making money. What they got to do with it? <laughs> Wait, the Black Lives Matter people from making money? Right. <laughs> Not You're from fucking going... it up. Okay, it's me. It's me. You are the problem. Because I'm thinking about these no. things? I'm asking questions? Yeah. I want to know what changed. That's all. My vaccination cards. <laughs> okay. Clearly, you don't get it. I haven't got I it. I need it. I got $20. Can I, can I give it to you? <laughs> Is I ain't this like a them. cash thing? See, Do you I, trust me if I give you cash? Like, am I spreading the coronavirus? I wonder if that nigga... Oh, this nigga had to take straight cash, too. I mean, Venmo. Mm, that's trackable. Well, you should talk to Robert <laughs> Gates about that. <laughs> that nigga's... Or you could talk to McAfee, who will <laughs> always... Who will make sure that nothing is trackable if you put it on your computer yeah. and keep that malware off of your shit. It didn't come from me. Came Wink. From, it came from McAfee. Fuck that shit, nigga. I like that hustle. I do too. I hate that he got arrested, but I see where you're coming from. Why do we need cards? Who's stopping us? Biden is stopping us. That nigga can't even stop on periods. No, we. I mean, like sentences is whooping his ass. We gotta, we gotta blame the president for everything. Oh, I got you. Quick question. All right. I'm not trying to get too political. All right. I felt like they were. It was really shitty that they were just like, "This is the same thing that happened." Why is Biden bringing back the Carter administration? What they were, are you talking about? So when the gas shortage was happening, okay, I'm at the gym doing my cardio, mm-hmm. and they just happened to have CNN and Fox News on a lot of the TVs instead of me right. watching the hoop game. I be wanting to watch sports, but they ain't got the bikes down there that I like. They ain't got the hoop game. Yeah. So I'm sitting up here watching this shit, and fucking Fox News was just like, "Well." Carter administration is coming back now and stronger than ever because Joe Biden is reliving this with well, that's the gas a good thing. That's a great thing. But I'm like, 
but they're painting it as a bad thing. And I'm like, this is this is the same thing all over again. And I'm just like, you got to look at your sources. These are the same motherfuckers that's telling you that Trump did everything right. I mean, he did. He did have some. He had, he had some, a few. He had some points, bro. He had some points, but he messed like, up a lot nigga, too. That nigga. That nigga. He, he might. Was, he, he was might better have, than people giving he, him credit he for. He might have had won the game, but that nigga did throw. He dropped thirty one day. <laughs> he dropped thirty points one time. You can take that how you want to. Yeah, all this COVID stuff is on Trump. But anyway, uh, I don't know. It's Fox. They gonna find an angle in anything they deal with. I don't know. I just I don't like the fact that people are. This is the funniest thing about all of this: the CDC situation <laughs> and the COVID vaccination situation. It's funny seeing people not ready to take off the mask. You clearly have a mask on. I had a mask on earlier today. They're saying, like, look, if you get this shot, you no longer have to wear the mask since you've been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Everybody who hasn't had the shot has to wear the mask from here on out. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So you shaming people who hadn't got the vaccination. That's cool. Whatever. But when you talk to people about taking off the mask, they're like... I don't know. I kind of like my mask. You know, I like being anonymous when I go into stores. I don't have to worry about getting these viruses from anybody or anybody approaching me and trying to talk to me. I can just do whatever I want. Michael Jackson was right. And so it's funny when you look at it now, like the CDC was the gold standard. You can't go against anything that they say. And anybody who does that is an anti-vaxxer and is a conspiracy theorist. But now you got these liberal people who are like, I don't know if CDC know what they're talking about because they tell us to take off our masks. I ain't ready to do that. It's mm. not enough people taking a vaccine out here. Right. We're going to keep on spreading this shit. Right. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't. Y'all niggas was just championing them a week ago. They don't know what they're talking How about. How are you going to flip-flop on the situation? They are supposed to be the gold standard. What happened? They don't know what they're talking about. Oh, clearly. Because niggas are selling fake cars out here in these streets. I mean, I ain't mad at it. <laughs> Get your so money. who do I trust, nigga? Who yes. do I fucking trust? Get the snitches in jail. Joe Budden has got $400,000 mistakes, mm. nigga. Mm. CDC telling me some other shit. I got a nigga over here in Sacramento selling fake fucking cards. If it's only $20, mother... get that fake card and just go about your business. Got a rap group that ain't dropped a song since 2012 flipping the fucking PPP I, shit. I what the fuck them. am I supposed to trust, well, nigga? First of all, they didn't get the PPP. They got caught in 2018. <laughs> that was before the PPP loan. They had to get them off the street before the PPPs went out. <laughs> God damn, they, they the reason we Chick-fil-A ain't got no sauce, nigga. They got all the sauce, they Dripping in finesse. Can't trust nobody. You can't. Yeah, I don't trust none of this shit. It's all bullshit. <laughs> you gonna keep wearing your mask? I mean, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that liberal. I mean, eventually we gonna have to if you're black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like eventually, hey, hey, what you doing? They're gonna be like, hey, hey, take that mask over here when you coming in, hey, boy. Take that off. Yeah, um, I need to see your face. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> I'm just buying gas. No, no, no. Take that shit off. Take it off. <laughs> I feel like I'm being raped. I'm just buying Why gas. Why are you eye raping me? Shit. Yeah, if you black, you eventually gonna have to take that bitch off. Well, sometimes you can just hide in plain in plain sight. That's usually the best way to go. Right. Like if. If I haven't gotten vaccinated and I'm just walking around without the mask, I'm not really a danger to anybody else, am I? Question mark. Which vax card? I mean, I ain't got it. Because mm. you ain't going to get it. I mean, I might. But speaking of a woman who definitely gets it. We never talked about a woman, but okay. 
Well, speaking of a woman who might get it, because you said you were going to get it and she might get it. Oh. This woman is pretty smart. She's sharp. She knows that the world currency is moving away from the dollar. Everybody's going towards these new digital currency. Crypto. Crypto is usually the way to go, but that's not what this whole wanted to do. She went for the love. <laughs> love is the new currency that everybody's exchanging. The likes. Boom. Give me a like. Mm, give me a like. The hearts, man. You, you know about the hearts. So this woman said <laughs> the quickest way to get her likes like up it. is by going to the youth. If she had the youth to support her, her platform would just skyrocket. Skyrocketing into the And what other way? Moon. Boom. To the moon, like Dogecoin. What? That's going the opposite way. Uh, what is another a great way to get your likes up than other than just <laughs> dealing that with that conversation? Like, what would that Elon Musk? Hey, we want you to we want you to host Saturday Night Live. Sure. Why not? It wasn't bad. I watched yeah, it for Dogecoin. It, it was. was terrible for Dogecoin. It's like forty percent. No well, way. he called it a hustle, which is the truth. I mean. <laughs> it is what it is. But, I didn't say anything. Yeah. So this woman was like, "Look, I need your support," and she said, "I'm gonna be out here with the people." The only way she could think of was be out there amongst the people. Mm. She needed that love, mm. that, that like and reassurance to mm. get that new currency. Mm-hmm. A Florida woman was arrested and accused of impersonating a high school student to apparently gain more followers on her social media. Audrey, she's 28 years old. She appeared in court on Tuesday. A prosecutor said that she was carrying a skateboard and a painting while dressed like a student to blend in at America's senior high school. Audrey nodded her head as the prosecutor spoke. Her public defendant said, ma'am, stop doing that. (laughs) Quote. It says here that you are trying to get people to follow her on Instagram, said the Miami-Dade Circuit Judge uh, Glazer. The arrest report states that the student impersonator recorded herself handing out flyers at the school, then promoted her Instagram page. This is somebody's quote. It says, quote, she was like, I think recording some stuff in there and had some crazy stuff. Then she had the devil's mask and everything, said an unidentified student. She also featured the devil's mask on her social media. Uh, Audrey managed to escape the school security, but tonight detectives tracked her down at the North Miami Beach home. This woman is 28 years old, and she's walking through high school with a skateboard and a painting, handing out flyers, trying to gain more followers on her Instagram. How do you feel about it? Have you seen The Circle? No. What's don't, The Circle? Don't. It's, a, it's, a, it's a reality show on Netflix that, that, that people are trying to be, uh, inf- that influencers are doing, and they try to do different shit to get the likes ah. and shit like that. So it makes sense. Well, she was really going like Jump Street 2021 on this right. thing, walking around. Hey, I'm a cool kid with a skateboard. It's like, I was like, who is this bitch? bitch you damn near 30. You 28. What are you she, doing? What are you? I, Do you think she got any followers? Of course. Hmm. To laugh. <laughs> like, bitch, you, like, you my mom's the, age. What, you fucking, what the fuck are you doing here, bitch? What, how does the conversation go when she tried to get likes? Like... Hell, follow me on Instagram. It's lit. <laughs> Did she give? She said I'm she not was capping. Out, she was giving out flyers, right? Right. She had to say shit. Oh, because them niggas laughed. and was like, "Bitch, we don't take flyers in here no <laughs> more." It's like you killing the tree for me to follow <laughs> right. you. Like this is so. Bitch, not when the last time you said a flyer, bitch? <laughs> when she was going to parties in college. <laughs> Where's your fucking vaccinate card? 
bitch. Flip it over. It's on the back. <laughs> Pew, where your face? Away. <laughs> Them kids was like, man, get, leave me the fuck alone, bitch. Would you I am depressed. Him? If somebody just walked into up the to bathroom you. to get my dick sucked, yeah. <laughs> she, I, mean, I mean, if you want this, you want this follow. Oh, you you said, oh, I see you got OnlyFans on one of your links. <laughs> right. Uh, let's go into the bathroom. Let's we go can here. make some content. That's it. You're going to get a follower, all right. <laughs> I hate. Uh, this is stupid. It was an influencer that did a PPP loan thing that to for her Instagram. I didn't get that story because I was like, "You're a piece of shit." But she she flipped a PPP loan to, to flex on uh, IG because she wanted to get her, her her. I mean, the thing about being an influencer is companies do come to you about a lot of shit, right. and you can make a pretty decent living off of being an influencer. But like when it gets to the point where you going. R. Kelly on the motherfucker, and you in high school. I never touched them kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, clearly. <laughs> she had to deal with what she had to deal with. Right. So there is a documentary on HBO Max about this. I think it's like fake it until you make it. But it's actually really good. It's about people who buy followers on Instagram and how they boost their perception. And once they get to a certain level of followers, companies do reach out to them mm-hmm. and give them free stuff. It's kind of crazy, but... They've changed from the number of followers to the number of engagement that you get. Like mm-hmm. as long as people are interacting with you, they'll keep interacting with you. Yeah, that original hustle was crazy because a lot of people had bots following them. Right. And they had they was buying bots to get that number looking good. Exactly. And the company was reaching out and then they wasn't getting the yeah, shit. Yeah, the that sell they, through wasn't there. Yeah. And like, I was like, wait a minute. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so this is the problem with her. She was gonna be that old lady getting likes and followers, but what was she gonna do with that? Like, they're real people, real accounts, but if you're not interested in the things that these kids are following, you're not going to get any likes. Maybe she like, should have. I got to skate more. Bitch, but, we uh, use the, the internet for everything. We're not skating. And we're not outside, bitch. Right. It's a pandemic. <laughs> we're not outside at all. We don't skateboard. We're Why still we? using our masks. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Right. But that was a good fake it till you make it yes. story. I have something similar to that. All right. Black man commits over 30 home burglars disguised as a white man. I'm not mad at it. Listen to where it is. The Beverly Hills Police Department apprehended a burglary suspect who believed to have uh, been who who believed to have disguised himself as a white man in order to commit dozens of robberies throughout the Southern California area. Listen to this nigga's name, Rakim Powell. (laughs) Allegedly wore a lifelike mask. Equipped with hair to commit over 30 home burglaries in Los Angeles starting last April. Many of these homes uh, were, uh, were, were in wealthy neighborhoods. Police started zeroing in on the suspect after reviewing a surveillance footage from two homes that he robbed mm-hmm. in separate incidents. So, um, let's see here. The LAPD said this. It was odd. it was odd. The burglar's mouth was always open when he when he when he was on the surveillance video. When he was caught breaking into another home, that's what we see there. His mouth being open, apparently. Uh, Powell was arrested during a traffic stop after his vehicle matched the car that was seen in both of those surveillance videos. Dumbass. Police also found the mask and other items connected to the crimes. Uh, the cops found stolen goods and realized Powell's license plates were stolen when they uh, searched his Inglewood residence. The nigga lived in Inglewood. Makes sense. Why you keep it? <laughs> the suspect has been arrested and charged with one count of one count of vandalism, 
two counts of uh, burglary and grand theft. Powell is currently out of out on bail and could face more charges as the investigation is ongoing. Um, I I I didn't put my link in so you can see the mask. But I I saw the story. Oh, it looked pretty good. The mask was awesome. Like I'm not like, mad at the story. I'm just mad that he slept where he stole all the equipment <laughs> and stuff. Like you should have another car. Exactly. No tags, or if you're gonna take tags, like hey, you know. Switching shit out, man. Switching it up. Like, you had a great ideal. You just didn't follow it through. That mask was good. It was I don't know really where you got that mask from. Um, Party City or something. I don't know. <laughs> nah, <laughs> that shit was way... That was higher level I'm sure you can that. order this stuff. Yeah, like Halloween Town or some shit. Yeah. But it's a good idea. You can rob people and break in. Like, so... They caught him because the mouth was always open. This, so that means they he was on ring doorbells breaking into cameras. I mean, I don't know if it was in Beverly Hills. I think it was actual like surveillance, oh, surveillance cameras. Yeah. I wonder. Well, he bailed himself out, so he's making some good money. Yeah, he robbing Beverly Hills niggas. Yes, hmm. plenty of money. Plenty. You think he working for an agency or something? Like they hire him to go into people's houses to get certain items back. Uh, I think that nigga said this mask look good enough, <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make off with as much as I possibly this can. Nigga looping the third, nigga. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's him. Mask. Oh my God, he's black. It's Jeff from the Quicken Lube. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if that nigga from Inglewood, he ain't never seen no surveillance cameras like that before, so I can understand why he was like, oh shit, what the fuck? He was probably like, what the fuck is that? Nah, this nigga had the Werberthal to order a lifelike mask. He was good. He just wasn't good enough. They got him. He got pulled off on a fucking stop and had everything in the car, bro. He should have had some donuts. He might have got away. Shit. If he was a nice guy, I'm like, hey, man, he should have been wearing that. He should have been wearing that mask at all times. Man, let his ass go. <laughs> oh, right, hey, you seem like yeah, a it was like, what is your black ass doing? Wait a minute. Hills? Why is your mouth open? Hey. You fit the description. He should have put a mask on. Another mask on top of it. Like, I'm just trying to take a care. You know, it's COVID. Mm-mm-mm. That shit is awesome, man. Sir, step I out of the car. He's <laughs> like, why you got those gloves on, sir? It's cold. <laughs> Nigga, it's May. May. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just going. These are my driving gloves. <laughs> you drive a Camry, sir. <laughs> step out of the car, sir. Step out of the car. My legs are sore. Sir, you're driving. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't I really stand. I mean, I ain't got no legs. Yeah. <laughs> They're fake. <laughs> Why are you wearing Jordans? <laughs> what are you doing? Got to be in style if I ain't got no legs, brother. The ladies don't like a nigga who ain't in style. You're driving a camera. A, a nigga with no legs and some Jordans on is probably the, the craziest shit ever. Did you watch that Michael Shea show yet? I still got to watch it. Oh, my God. I still got to watch it. Episode two has a dude in a wheelchair that's hilarious. I gotta watch it. Oh, I gotta watch it. I think I'm the only person who ever watched the Michael Shea. Show. I'm gonna watch it. I just I've, I've been caught up, man. Yeah, there's a lot going on this week. God damn, that Michael Shea show is. Hilarious. I wish I I wish I had a white mask. I could pull those types of things off. Just put my white mask on and be like, "Yo, I need this loan." They're gonna be like, "Why are you talking like that?" <laughs> oh, oh, uh, hi. My name's McAfee. And I'm here to protect you and your computer from any kind of any kind of room, uh, ransomware or virus protection. McAfee, you were here yesterday. Shit, I'm always here when you get McAfee. <laughs> I'm always protecting you. <laughs> Thirty days that you can have you can have no viruses on your computer and nice. your internet runs smooth. smooth. 
You got anything else? Uh, I'm just going through my notes. I was going to talk about Rick Ross and Meat Mills. They possibly have a little beef going on. Does that matter? Not really. All right. I just, I don't, I don't understand. The, the reason why I say I don't understand is because, and I don't know if I said it on this podcast or somebody else's podcast, probably on Sid's on Social Introvert. If anybody you wanted to sign with and they treated you right as far as like a label, Rick Ross. Rick Ross ain't never stood in the way of his artist, so I don't know what Everybody's the been disgruntled up under MMG, though. Stolly, Wale, um, freaking Meek Mills, apparently. Mm. Like, Pin, wasn't that the guy's name? Pill, Gun, whatever the guy. He left MMG. Gunplay? Yeah. He left MMG and went to G-Unit. Yeah. But it just seems like everybody's upset over it. But that's the thing. Like, it always felt like Ross was like, put your album out. We'll put your album out. We'll go. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been a couple, like, lower lower tier artists that he he didn't put out. But right. I don't understand it. Yeah. Who knows, man? Nick, like, Nick, go ahead. No, it's just, it's, it's just weird. We're in a weird space. And then Nicki Minaj came out with a new album slash mixtape. It wasn't new. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's her old album. She just put it back out. I, don't know, I thought that was kind of weird. She she put two two new songs on there. It was uh, "Beam Me Up," "Scott In." It was like two two songs on there. She had a song with Wayne and Drake, and everybody's going crazy. Well, the weirdest thing from last week, throughout all the bullshit, we got the gas shortage and the Joe Budden drama. Was I discovered upon my new favorite YouTuber, and he brought this to my attention of COVID Arm. Have you heard of COVID Arm? I have. I, I I'm on the government name Instagram. <laughs> Was I was it? like, I said, who got my uncle? <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> COVID arm is something different from what I posted on the government name YouTube. I mean, Instagram. But COVID arm is something else. Let's check it it's out. It's called quick. COVID arm, described as itchiness and redness at the injection site of a COVID vaccine, sometimes resembling a rash. The findings were published in the New England Journal of Medicine this month, showing less than 1% of more than 30,000 participants in a clinical trial for the Moderna vaccine experienced this. It was weird because everything was fine right after I got my vaccine. And then a week later, I looked at my arm. It was a little bit of a red spot. Karen Suzuki is a King 5 News producer who also saw this delayed side effect. I thought maybe it was like a bad reaction. I was waiting to see if I was going to get sick or feel anything, but nothing happened and it just went away. I also got what looked like COVID arm. I Googled it. I did the whole rabbit hole down Google thing. And then I realized, oh, this is a thing. Dr. Paul Pottinger is a professor of infectious diseases at the University of Washington and confirms, yes, it's a thing and it's normal. His own patients have reported COVID arm. If people notice a red patch at the injection site days or even a week or more after the injection, they should not panic. Pottinger says this particular reaction shows up late because that's precisely what it is, a delayed immune response to the vaccine. It's called a delayed type hypersensitivity response. It's something that we see in medicine. While uncommon, it can happen with Moderna or the Pfizer shot and should not stop people from getting their second dose. People should be reassured that if they're getting an mRNA vaccine made by either Pfizer or Moderna, and they have this COVID arm experience, they should go ahead and get that second shot, absolutely. In Seattle, Christine Pei came... Not trying to shoot this no bell, but don't we understand that we've been held up in the house for like a year mm-hmm. and our bodies would probably react to shit a little bit differently than what it would, what yeah. it would be? That's a really good point. 
Like we we've been in the house for a year, ain't did shit, ain't really like yeah. Our did nothing. System's a little weaker because we've been locked down. Yeah, I yeah. mean our bodies are going to react to things differently because we just hadn't been out, right? And we we haven't we haven't had the the typical regular shit. And That's how I'm looking at. No, I I yeah, I don't think this is anything to be worried about. Like the lady said, it disappeared over time, but in the same vein of people being inside and worrying about their immune system our mental health has deteriorated in this time that we've been locked in too for some people you know mm-hmm. this constant fear of uh, what if i go outside this is gonna be my last day has mm-hmm. triggered some people and made us go crazy mm-hmm. kind of like my new favorite youtuber robert <laughs> carroll robert carroll has been busting on youtube for me and on the government name instagram because he believes that when he got the COVID shot, it magnetized his arm. And he's doing this thing called the Magnet Challenge. Magneto. <laughs> this nigga's walking <laughs> around. He's just like, no. Xavier. Even weaker than that. <laughs> this nigga's putting metal objects on his shoulder and it apparently it's sticking. But then he would do that it. Then he need to take a bath. Then he would do it on his other arm and it would also stick in the same spot. So clearly it's, it's called not, not showering. It's not, it's not the magnet. <laughs> But it's growing. A lot of people are actually doing this. Like, we got a couple comments, and one person said, I need to try this when I got home. And they said it's sticking. I don't think it's real. I think it's Stop some sweating so much. Shit. That's, that was the funniest thing. I was like, why is this nigga sweating? He's in the middle of this grocery store. Like, this dude does the most random ass shit, but people are actually sticking metal on their arm and he it's staying. The stud finally was what got me. Was like, what? This nigga said, see? He's Fresh, so, I freshly got it from Lowe's. Here's the receipt. He's so serious. And then he's just like, dude. He's just like, see? Nigga, you got bones and tendons. Dude, he's it's like, see? Find- what is this? What is this? It's gonna find something. It's bone and tendons in your arm. It's gonna find something. Like I, I feel like I, he's I just, got to be trolling. I just opened the pack. He, this is brand new. He's got to be trolling because this dude just do so much. This thing is just, I said you're just hitting the button. That's what you're doing, my nigga. You just hitting the button on accident. Stop. But people are buying into it. Like, I, I posted it because it's funny. I don't believe the COVID arm shit. Man, I just said, look Magnum at my arm. uncle. I just looked. I thought that was my drunk uncle, man. But he posted a whole bunch of videos of him just doing these random things of the day. So, listeners, if you have had the shot, <laughs> humor us by putting a piece of metal over the spot where they stuck the needle into you and tell us if you have the magnetic COVID arm. I'm not going to ever get this vaccine. <laughs> what? <laughs> by the time we get it, it's going to be safe and tested. Shit. Yeah, it'll be all right. We'll oh, FB, it's gonna be finally FDA approved. Yeah, actually, they're talking about approving it now. That <laughs> niggas talking about a lot of shit. Well, when they approve it, then it's, it can <laughs> That's become four hundred thousand dollars mistakes in the Mari hats. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Jeez. When it actually becomes approved, then they'll move towards making it mandatory. So we'll see. Well, let me. I, I know we gotta leave real quick. We ain't gotta do nothing. It's our how podcast. Do you, how do you feel about? So clearly everything is going back to normal by September. Have you heard that? Like I heard July, to be honest with you. September has been the date for a lot of different things okay. that I've heard. Okay. 
that seems to be like nationwide. Like, like September is just like the fuck it month. You know what's in September? It's the start of like <laughs> flu, ain't it? Ain't it winter time starting up? I don't know. Like September, October, yeah, around about that time. Yeah. Summer, fall. Yeah, fall. Fall going into winter. That's flu season. I mean, we're going to be right back here, locked down. It's a COVID week. I don't think we'll ever do another lockdown. I think we will. They'll be like, look at the cases. The cases are going up again. They wouldn't if you had McAfee on your, (laughs) if you put McAfee in your body. Now I can magnetize (laughs) my arm. Would you? The, how did you the find this entry? How did you find that dude? You oh, just, oh, that's actually what I was going for. <laughs> YouTube is so great that it <laughs> recommends the next video. And so when I went to this COVID arm or the rashes on the people's arm, the next thing it recommended was with this him. Yes. <laughs> so what I'm, is up with your algorithms, my nigga? It's a, it no mean. It said, "Hey man, you probably like this shit." <laughs> Watch this nigga. <laughs> Watch this nigga with the glasses. <laughs> waiting the, in the gas station. Nah, man. That stud finder was the was the greatest thing I ever seen. This shit said, he's like, see? See? I'm moving it. Yeah. Brand new. He said, it's brand new. Out the pack. He had one where he just randomly was talking to some chicks who had liquid nitrogen. I was like, what is this guy doing? That's fine. His his page is wild, but yeah, check out our government name podcast on <laughs> Instagram. See, hey, I said that might, that ain't my uncle, man. I don't know who he is. He's so serious with it. Got he deserved to be uh, serious. Yeah, Va- vaccination is a serious thing. It is, and it would be even better if you would just go ahead and get your subscription to McAfee. I see. It doesn't, it doesn't work when I do it. No, yeah, you job. ain't been on. You wasn't on the boat from the uh, jump. My bad. Shit. You just jumped in. Shit, I'm with Norbit then. <laughs> you mean Norton? Yeah, Norton. This nigga said Norbit, the Eddie Murphy movie. I was thinking of Norbit uh, antivirus, but it's, yeah, it's Norton. Norton's. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my, my recall is decent. <laughs> I, can't, I can't score all the time. Shit. Would you call it the hoop game? <laughs> oh, no, man. You got anything else you want to tell the folks? I got shit else, man. Thank you for joining the podcast again. Uh, please come back next week. We'll have a fill-in for Shogun. Oh, I'm getting fired? That's how you're going to treat me at the end of the episode? Just I will show you the splits. <laughs> Let me do all this work, and then you going to fire me? You want to see the splits? That's some bullshit. I'll show you the splits. Fuck you. She just kind of fucking with my money, but I mean everything I said, <laughs> and I'll say it again. Radio. We have things sorely mistaken around here. He feels like he's entitled to more. That's not ego and arrogance. It's realism. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I had one more question about the Joe Budden situation. Okay. Um, how do you feel about academics in this whole situation? I see yeah. you had posted something about academics. Yeah, I thought I watched his Twitch stream. The five-hour one? Oh I, was at, I was at work. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so I had shit better than that. But like the first, what, hour of it was him just playing music yeah. <laughs> and doing his eulogy and shit like that i just thought that was i was like yo that's kind of because you guys was like what do you feel about the him dropping a letter and i was like well i will address it on the pod but i thought it was kind of fucked up even though i know he's he's had this thing with rory for a minute rory but yeah you mealy mall you don't 
immediately. <laughs> they, just, they was smoking in their Rory pack. In their Rory pack. Um, I thought it was fucked up. You workers. But yeah, man, he went in. He went in really heavy on them dudes. And I was just like, I'm, it's with, with act as to be expected, though. Like, that's him. That's his, that's his quote unquote act. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is who he is. He has a, a faithful following. People mm-hmm. follow him. People are most definitely gonna go. I mean, his 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 comments were They're going, going crazy. He, he has a really good community. Mm-hmm. It's but the thing is, what the issue that stems from actually what I think the main issue is for the whole overall podcast, other than the money, is that Joe made a bunch of jokes that were not cool mm-hmm. about Rory and his relationship. And that's what seems to divide them two. So the issue is, is that Rory apparently cheated on his fiance mm-hmm. and academics found out. Mm-hmm. The lady who Rory cheated with Act got her information and she's been feeding more information into it. Mm-hmm. And so Rory has been trying to either recover his relationship with the, the black chick or move on. But it seems like he trying to recover it and he going through the turmoil. But at the same time, Joe keep on popping shots at him and we don't know if they still together or not. Right. And so the fact is in, in between all this drama, <laughs> Rory dropped off a letter at Axe house, which lit a fire up on the academics. And that's what really got him going on Rory's head. He really shouldn't have did that though. Yeah. You don't go on nobody else's like Most where definitely. we from? Yeah, me and you. If yeah. you show up on my property, because yeah. and I think Joe said this, you bound to get shot, my nigga. Like yeah. let's handle this in a in a in a place. This is this is on mics and audio beef, right, my nigga? You trying to make this some real shit? Ack ain't gonna fight. Nah, but you know what I mean. But I thought it was still it was still fucked up, and he going that mile and just why? Why is it fucked up? What do you mean? Why is it fucked up to you that going at Rory and Maul? I just, I, it wasn't necessary. I think the public embarrassment they already received, especially being on the pod and getting fired on the on on the pod and stuff like that. Like, just let it be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Leave that shit alone. You know what I'm saying? But it's, I think it's just, it's act. He gonna do what he do. He's going to talk and say what the fuck he wants to say. He goes up against people all the time. His house is paid for. <laughs> I pay cash. If you don't believe me, the deed, the deed, the deed, I have the deed. You can't get mad at him. I mean, he bossed up. He made he made money off of YouTube. This is what he does. He mm-hmm. makes money off of drama. He is a pivotal point in this whole rift that's between Joe Button and the crew. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wrong for what he's saying. Especially if a nigga, you trying to escalate and, and hide your... You throwing rocks and hiding your hands. You talking yeah. about you ain't do shit. But clearly, Axe said before I watched one of his lives a long time ago, he was like, I got you on video or whoever on video dropping out the letter. And he signed it, The Stooge. And that's a name that Rory is being called by academics. Mm. So, I mean, if you did this shit, you got to own up to the consequences of it. It is what it is. Right. If you cheated on your chick and she found out, hey... <laughs> that ain't that fault That's your fault Yeah And that's why Joe was like I don't give a damn About your personal life If you with this chick Or not with this chick That's on you mm. 
But the business part of it, Joe's an asshole for it. But you don't bring in people's relationship and turmoil and make jokes about it. And then when they try to do the same thing, you get sensitive. It's like, oh, you're not going to keep joking on Joe Button in this podcast. Like, this is my my shit. You're not going to sit here and joke on me the whole time. Right. I think that's a little unfair. If you can dish it, you better be able to take it. Right. Right. No, I, I personally just didn't like it. I thought it was... In poor taste, but a lot of yeah. shit that academics do is in poor taste anyway. Yeah. So it, it kind of goes along with his brand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that's his brand. And to be honest with you, I've seen so many. That's not the first uh, academic Twitch stream I've watched. I've watched him do Twitch streams before because sometimes he he have game on on certain underground artists and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like he's he's he, I, he's I watch entertaining. For, yeah. Well, I watch him for for t- particular things, especially when it comes to certain artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not with the I don't like the circus shit, but that's what you get when you get academics. And I just I don't know, man. I was like these dudes have have gotten enough, but as soon as the podcast came and and Act was just like, "Yo, hit hit my Twitch stream up at three. <laughs> it's and about he apologized to... for some of the stuff he said. He's like, yeah, "I never seen that." Well, he was like, "Well, if Joe is skimming off the top, then Joe, you probably gonna have to pay up, and you wrong for that." So he said, I don't know if he apologized, but he he addressed some of the things that they brought up, the accusations. And he was like, all right, I see where Joe might be wrong. And if he is wrong, that's on him. He shouldn't have did these guys like that. But he constantly rubs it in their face saying, like, you guys are not partners. You're workers. Right. You're workers. Let me ask you a question. All right. Do you think, do you think that it's wrong for Rory and Ma to, to well, I guess it's essentially Rory. That he was like, why would you work with him again? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you think he was out of pocket by, by coming at him about that type of stuff? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, it's business. You know what I mean? Like, there's a business. You no, know I'm saying is, is, do you think Rory's was out of pocket by saying, "Yo, you, you gonna work at? Why would you work at again?" Oh yeah, I think Rory was wrong for that. Like, I mean, why do you care who he works with? Like, I I see. Rory wanted the loyalty first, but clearly there is no loyalty with Joe. Mm-hmm. He's only doing it for self and money and mm-hmm. business. Uh, hang, I had a point. Uh, I can't remember. If everybody's a boss, then who's really working? That's really what it's about. Mm-hmm. You can't say that we're building a brand and you're building the team, you're building all this stuff, but... In actuality, Joe made y'all subordinates in this situation. And that's not how it should be. You're partners. But when you wasn't invited into the, the meetings with Spotify, with the, the like that, Joe just did terrible business. That's that's the thing too. That's why I didn't understand. Yeah. It's like I gotta bring this back to them. And I was like, what if y'all if you guys are You the all pie, should be there. Why aren't y'all in there listening to the deals? And I guess they was just like, you know. Like they said in their rebuttal, mm-hmm. hey, we're friends. I just kind of looked at it yeah. as like, but we'll this guy it. has a track record of doing people like this, so that's where it is. <sighs> but he's the funny thing is, you keep saying that, but he's still six, I, and maybe that's how well, one. He's, he's I would, hot right now. I wouldn't, fuck, I wouldn't fuck with anything on that type level. But it's kind of crazy because everybody's like, well, he's got these track record. He's hot. He, he he's still he's maintaining success as far as like his business ventures that we know of, and but they were looking at it on some friendship. Like yo, he's my boy. He wouldn't he wouldn't play me like All right. that. This is this is a question I really got. 
if he is such a success, why is he worrying about cutting costs? Because he said in the original episode that he went by and evaluated his company mm-hmm. and started looking at what he had to cut costs from. Right. He said that he can pay Ice and Ish half of the salary that he was paying Rory and Maul one, for one of them. One of them. Yeah. So that means you're losing money. You're cutting expenses. So he might not be as big of a success as we tend to believe. Or he could just be greedy. I kind of seen that from like him getting a title for, for Patreon. Yeah. Like that Patreon title. Like, nigga, what do you got to, to Patreon? I said that. Well, I don't think I said that to you. Who I was talking to somebody. I, you questioned it I was when like, we talked about it. On you, the got show. A, you got a title f- through Patreon? Like... What does that even mean? Nobody can explain his job. Exactly. He just got a title. And I'm like, nigga, you got a title for the sake of getting a title? Diversity or equity, some shit like that. He's the head of equity management or some shit. (laughs) What is equity management when you're not managing to give equity to your crew? Well, he is the one. Apparently, what he said when he he got it in an article, he was just like, you know, I'm the one who's going to make sure that the people who go on the Patreon gets paid fairly and i was like bitch nigga you don't <laughs> that's Fuck. that's them Fuck if deals here. come to the table i want to make sure the creatives get their fair share and i'm like this, I, I never liked that whole situation i ma- never liked it this makes me question why the lady from see the thing is left didn't one of those ladies leave yeah they've so. been doing guest hosts ever since and i was like did she have an album to do because i think she was a rapper but so it was three of them in all, right? Yeah. And it's only one left? There's two of them. Oh, it's two left? Okay. But I, like, I think the one that left was a, a musician. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe she's working on an album, but I'm like, that ain't it. That's why Joe but, was like, they dropping like flies. Yeah. Comments like that is going to bite him in the ass, especially if they take him to court over this. I think he might lose, especially if it's in a contract where he had to show them the books and he <laughs> neglected to show them the books. Yeah. And then they're gonna start auditing his personal finances, and that's gonna make it even worse. They don't play. I don't play lawyer games. There ain't nothing you can play about this, bro. I don't this play lawyer. I don't play lawyer games. It's business. I don't know. Like I said, man, I think at that point in time, people were doing major deals. Joe wanted a title really, really bad because other people had title. Like, like somebody made the comment on Twitter that is like, "Yo, my nigga, you want to be Jay and Diddy so bad, but you not. But you like fucking up a lot of shit." And he kind of goes back to talking about the elders, which I think he's talking about Jay and and Diddy. Them niggas didn't pay and, him no mind. And the thing is, it's like he's like you know talking to the elders and talking to them and and getting a better understanding of what they had to go to to get to their success. And it's like it ain't always pretty. I'm like, so you do your people shitty. So you 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 following the puffy blueprint since you on revolt. <laughs> ain't that amazing? The nigga that started and inspired a revolt got a company called Revolt. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know what I, I I think I think he wants to be he wants a title he wants to be he he like everybody else wants to seat at the table but the way he's nobody's it, gonna deal with him at the table. Dude, Patreon felt pretty okay about doing Nigga, who it. Who is Patreon? Motherfuckers with Cash App felt pretty pretty good about fucking with him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Him and Ian, Ian, they have a handshake deal. If you believe that, I don't is. believe that shit. You see how snaky this nigga is? Fuck out of here. Ian is Ian is the last nigga that would have a fucking handshake deal. Ian got some dirt on this nigga. So where all the prostitutes and I thought it was are. I thought it was kind of fucked up that Ian was 
on the episode throwing his 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 things out there too. Yeah, trying to make it seem like we're doing you guys a solid. Yeah. Nah, my nigga. Anyway, Rory. Mm. 